Today's podcast is sponsored by First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd to the 28th. Go to factphilly.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, we have to hear about this little adventure that Kathy's family has been going through the past couple of days. Yeah, not so fun the past couple of days. Yeah, man, you really scared us with that text the other night. I, well, we were really scared. So, I can uh, on actually, I'm a man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a little crazy, but on Monday, uh, I, my brother called me, and I was in the middle of doing something, and and saw that he called. I missed the call, and I, I said, "I'll you know I'll call him back in a little bit." And then I see a text come in from my mom, and that's never good when it's back to back. So I called my brother, and he said, "I'm on my uh, on, my, on uh, my way over to uh, you know dad's house." He called. He was painting, and he fell. He thinks he broke his leg. So I'm like, "Oh my gosh, oh no!" You know. And so I said, "What well, are you calling 911?" He said, "No, he he said he's fine." Don't call 911. Uh, you know, I'm going to go check it out. But it was right around rush hour. So uh, my parents live in East Narton. So it was a little, you know, it takes a little bit of time to get there down Germantown. Um, so he, he called again. He said he didn't sound good on the phone. So I'm going to call again. I'm going to check on him. Called again. Are you sure you're okay? Are you sure I don't need to call 911? He said, no, I don't need to call 911. I just need you to get here. So, okay. My brother Jim says, I'm, I'm on my way. And so he said he get he got there. And he thought, you know, my dad was going to be sitting somewhere waiting for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, I, th- I think I think I'm, I don't know. It seems, feels kind of of weird i think i kind of broke it what does he come into yeah so he comes and he sees the front door is is partially opened and my dad's hand is hanging out the door <laughs> and he's using the doorknob to lift um his weight up to take the pressure off of his leg oh, um so my dad fell 16 feet from an extension ladder and essentially snapped his femur bone in half oh, i mean snapped it clean in one of the biggest half. bones in your body yeah. and kathy showed us the x-ray just the x-ray is hard to look at. Well, because it is completely it's, cut in half, separated, and it, yep. off angle. It and, looks like it's about oh, a foot and a half separation. Oh my it looks God. like it's, it's someone else's leg. So my brother gets there and he go and and so my dad said that his it was his left leg uh. was was literally pointed in. Like it was it was uh. facing the wrong way. And he goes, well, he goes, you know, I, I think I popped it back into place. So oh. my dad tried to straighten his own leg out. Oh, God. And he goes, you just need to lift me up and get me in the car. And my brother said he's looking at his leg. And, it, you know, he still has his jeans on. And it's swollen. And he's like, I cannot move. First of all, it's going to be difficult for me to pick you up anyway. But to move you, you're going to be in so much pain. And fortunately, my brother called 911. The ambulance came out. He didn't think that was ambulance worthy. Yeah, didn't your dad say, no, call the hospital. He goes, no, don't don't call an ambulance. Because, you know, he's always worried about money and the bills. And he said, don't call the hospital, or don't call the ambulance, call the hospital. My brother goes, that's the ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, Kathy. Oh, thanks for calling. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to come pick you up. I don't know. Maybe we'll use an ambulance. Kathy, how was the rest of his appearance while this was going on? Like, was he banged up anywhere else besides his leg? Uh, no. So, I mean, of course, when they when they mm. took him to the hospital, it took him uh, four EMTs to lift my dad up and, and put him tiny. onto the, the stretcher. But, you know, he's they like... They didn't want to move him. They didn't want to move him. And he, he said it, that was like the worst... I mean, obviously, snapping his leg yeah. was oh. pretty painful, but he's, when they moved him. Oh. So my brother's like, thank God I called... Nine one one. I could have never done that. You uh, got him in the car without. Could you imagine him. Uh-huh. one guy caring, especially with, with no support for the leg? Yeah, I. When you first texted, and you know you were you were very vague with the details, as I'm sure you were frantic. 
uh, I was like, I, I thought maybe he hit his head. And, yes. And, and that's why I'm like, did, did he hit his head? And, and thankfully, he came back yeah, so they, with that, yeah, that, they, that it was his leg. Yeah, they, they obviously did, uh, you know, MRI and CAT scan. And they, they all the scans came back that, you know, there was nothing wrong with the head and neck. And before they go into surgery, they have to check everything else, they said, from a fall. Because sometimes, you, you know, obviously you have uh, the main issue or the issue that's, you know, most visible, which was the leg. But sometimes they, you know, they don't want to rush into surgery because there's other things that could be happening. Well, sure, they have to check everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fortunately, it was just that. So he had some other scrapes and bruises, you know, along his legs and stuff like that. But How did his pap smear come back? Nothing else. Yeah. So my uh, my friend, you know, I, I didn't go to the 50th reunion. I went to a wedding. Yes, yeah. And the wedding that we went to, George, the groom, uh, just a few weeks back, uh, he fell off a ladder as well and broke his uh, tibia and fibula. Oh. Oh. So Man. that's the lower part of your leg, and the <laughs> same thing snapped, Kathy, and it was off to the side. Yeah. Oh, and, he, and, he said, and it was it was sticking out of the leg and everything. Yeah. And oh, it was, it, it was the bone cut through the leg? That's yeah. what I was told. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and this was just, I was getting ready to be married in and like a month, happens. and it happened. Yeah, so my dad's bone didn't cut through his leg, fortunately, and when we got to the ER, uh, the doctor said, well, he looked at it, and they did the x-ray and everything, he said, well, you did part of my job by trying to basically realign your leg because that's what they did how was it uh, so so did he he did a fairly decent job replace re i mean god he probably shouldn't have done it but the doctor right. we ended up talking to the, to the er doctor by the way who was dr rothman uh at paoli hospital was amazing he was the er doctor um and he, he was uh you know very helpful but he yeah he said he pretty much did part of the job and then they had to uh they gave him propofol because they had to kind of knock him out to yeah. realign yeah, I swear it by. and yeah. it stayed in this like contraption for the night uh yeah. and then they had to kind of move, move it into a different contraption until he went into surgery which was yesterday he had to have a rod and screws put in now he there was was he fighting the notion of surgery as well oh yeah so he, he was <laughs> like we walked in so because he was back with the doctors you know by himself for a little yeah. while and uh we walked in and he was like i'm i don't want to have surgery i'm not gonna have surgery and well, yeah. dude, you have to well they said he you know my dad is very active and they actually he's in good shape he's in great shape and they actually said um the surgeon uh, who also I want to give him, uh, say his name. It's Dr. Garino. He's the orthopedic surgeon at Paoli. He was also amazing and also listens to the show. Oh, yeah, hey. yeah. So I hope he likes it. Yeah. He said, you know, because of my dad's health and, and what great shape my dad was in, that helped with the surgery and that he is going to be able to recover. My dad bikes all the time. And he said, you know, you'll be able to get back on the bike if you have the surgery. If you don't, you're going to end up walking with a cane for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. No. So, so what is it? There's no decision. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Is it called a compound fracture when it when it completely breaks in half like that, when and then it, and no. then a complex compound fracture is when it uh, exits the skin. Right? I'm not sure. Not sure. I'm not sure about that. I had, I had always heard compound was out of the out of the skin, but yeah. I've never heard. And compound that happened compound. to my friend who's uh, who's who is actually a surgeon now, but he was a uh, playing <laughs> playing soccer, went up for a head ball, collided with a guy, came down, went to braces, fall, arm came popping out of his. It was a scary, scary moment. I was there. I mean, usually yeah. that stuff is supposed to stay inside. Yeah. And when it comes out, yeah. it frightens you. When you uh, when you climb up a ladder, yes. are you extra super careful? No. I am. You're not? I, I am very down. Are, are you not? I, I try to be, but then there are sometimes I'm like, whether it's hanging up lights in a Christmas, uh, or, you know, in the tree out in the front yard, I'm like, I kind of shake the thing and I'm like... 
eh, that'll hold. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, you yeah. dumbass, what are you doing? No, no, in that case, I've, I've done that, yeah. but I'm, I'm very careful of foot placement. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I, so I'm, I, I don't just go, like, my, my, brother and, uh, my brother-in-law is a contractor, but because running around, you know, yeah. they, 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 that's what they do. Yeah, up but and down, climbing up, and down. up, climbing up, I think is e- is easy and not that bad. It's the climbing down that uh, you know gets me a little bit skittish. Okay, well, All right. you know what? And the problem, and and I didn't have much of this conversation with my dad because I felt bad. The the, the leg is broken. This is it. You have to have surgery. There's nothing we can do. We can't go back and fix it. But of course, there are things where we're, you look back and you're like. Why did you do that? I mean, my, my mom and I literally had the conversation the night before. He should not be climbing up there to do this. My dad's 74 years old, and he's still super active. But, yeah. Preston, it was um, an extension ladder. Okay. So it, it, it slid out from underneath him. Oh, okay, so he was painting. He was painting, right? He was painting, And he was yeah. painting. It, as you walk into the front door, you have a... They had, an, like, a 16-foot ceiling, okay. so he was painting when that hallway. You don't paint on one of those. You you get a ladder that is yeah. a, a freestanding scaff- ladder. You know, those you hire somebody, yeah, yeah. They bring scaffolding in. Like, that's I, how you're supposed to paint. Um, what I won't do is is go up on a ladder if nobody else is around. <laughs> that's the one... Uh-oh. What, you? Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm more <laughs> 12 years ago, I, yeah. fell, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, we talked about it on air. I went up to clean the gutters out. And I, I waited until my, my wife at the time uh, and son weren't there like an idiot. I didn't have anybody spotting the ladder. And um, Can you guys leave? I want to make sure there's no one around in case there's an accident. Right? <laughs> Seriously. What, a, what an idiot. Yeah, yeah. And the, but getting up was not the problem. It was yeah. the, getting off of the roof onto the ladder. And yeah. then I kicked the ladder out from underneath and then fell down <laughs> onto uh, the brick patio. Nick, that's a Clark Griswold moment. It lo- oh, it, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it yeah. looked hilarious. And honestly, like once I realized... That I hadn't broken anything, <laughs> that I was just banged up and scraped up a little yeah. bit. I laughed at myself, for, but I was in a ton of pain when it happened. Um, it, it was just being stupid. Marissa's got a story. Yeah, I... Uh, you were on the top of a step stool. <laughs> yeah, it was so scary when it fell close. I uh, have 10-foot ceilings in my apartment. And of course, I don't have room for a ladder, so I don't have one. So I took a chair. Oh, and then when I couldn't sit on the chair, I put a step stool on the chair. And then I still couldn't put it. So I think my brother came over and, like, I may have even gotten on his shoulders. And then we were on the step stool on his shoulders getting to this uh, this light bulb to change in the ceiling. You see less risky acts on America's Got Talent. So don't, don't they have light bulb changers that you can put on a, on a, yeah. Thing, it's yeah, on yeah, a yeah. stick, right? Yeah. yeah. Because I have to take off a glass covering right. and then put the light oh. bulb in and then put the light. The Terrible design. <laughs> so it burned out. It's been out for about eight months now. Yeah. Like, you, well, this is a good point. And then let me say this. So Thanks. since we, we moved into the, this house that we're in, we've been there for now a, a year and a couple months. In the old house, we had just one, like, step stool that we had to use. And we, I was always doing the precarious, you know, up on your tippy toes on the top of it. Get, get a couple ladders. Exactly. Get, 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 you will use them eventually. Yeah. And it'll, if you have it right there, it'll stop you from doing the, ah, we have, I'll just do this. We have a step stool, and the Michelle finally got like a five foot tall, exactly super step stool. You're going to use it a lot, which we end up using a lot. And then we have the the big ladder, yes. which is in sections. But yeah, you're right. You need a couple different versions, Maris. But they're so ugly. Can they start creating some really cute step stools? That that's really that's, they say that's going to be the big boon in the hardware industry is super cute ladders. Have you not been to Home Goods? <laughs> super cute <laughs> ladders. Not tall ones. So I have all of my sh- my shoe boxes in my closet. Kathy's seen it. I, yeah. And I literally am on my tippy toes on my one kind of cute step stool that I can't Steve. reach anything yes, from. Yes, I just fell 31 <laughs> feet off my cute ladder. 
Steve got a brand new miter saw. He might he might be able to make you. Can make, I actually yeah. can. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I have a miter saw. I'm pretty good at it too. Gotta make it cute though. I'll make That's it cute. I'll, I'll put a little decoupage on it. All uh-huh. right. Thank yeah, the you. problem with the step stool industry is that they're not enough cute. Ones. Right. Right. <laughs> Let me go. Should I need a bear? Now you need to understand. It needs to be very cute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Katie wants to clarify the types of fractures for you, Casey. She's an x-ray tech. Hi, Katie. Oh, cool. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Sorry to bother you at work. It's okay. That's all right, Katie. Uh, so you're an x-ray tech. You can clear all this up. Absolutely. So an open fracture is when it comes through the skin. That okay. makes it open. Compound is almost like picture like a stick. And if you like squish it top to bottom and it kind of snaps in the middle and like compounds on itself. That's what it would be. Oh. No, those open fractures are pretty gnarly, and that's what you were saying. The guy you were playing soccer with, that's pretty nasty. So to, to, to clarify again on, on, the, on the compound, if you were to take, t- like, uh, like two part, two, the two bones and crush them together, they start to mash out and blister? Like not splinter, yeah, not splinter I should like say? You could do, like, like your femur, like, your, like one bone can compound upon itself. Yeah, well, that's, that's actually... Okay, yeah. so so all right, all right. So, but yeah. you, you you do get his press and says, okay, uh, yeah. we're looking at it right now. Take we have, it off the yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah. Take it off. Hey, the screen. Oh. I can't even look at X-rays. I, guess, oh. I want to be clear about something. I wasn't playing soccer. That's exercise. I was watching my friend play soccer. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. With you guys. All right, we'll see you later. I guess, you know, in, in the medical industry, you've got to become desensitized to this stuff. Oh, well, so when the doctor came out to, uh, he came out with a big smile on his face, so the surgery went well, but you, he explained to us it's what broken. he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I almost, I thought I was going to pass out again, and my mom was like, you got to watch with her. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I know. I mean, he explained, he, he was said he had to make another, a third incision because he had to get his hand in there oh. to twist the bone oh. back into place. Wow. Yep. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was, so my dad's bone, it snapped in half, but it, but it shifted. So it wasn't, it was no longer aligned. It was yeah. like in a whole different place. Did they tell him though, and they've told this to a lot of people who go through a similar injury, that his Charleston game will be dramatically improved now. <laughs> Marissa, did you, uh, did your friend break her femur? She got hit by a, uh, a taxi cab, right? And then, or was it her hip that she broke? Um, she broke her femur, and then she has now uh, screws in her hip. Right. What, was she? Yeah. Yeah, but she got the, the, the cab broke it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But she uh, was she was painting in the middle of the street. <laughs> I'm going to go to Anthony, an occupational therapist. Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Good morning, ladies and gents. How are we today? We're we're doing pretty good. So you've seen a lot of this type of injury, then, huh? Yes, I actually work uh, in one of the Penn Medicine hospitals, and. Um, I see the patients. I, I've actually seen patients before they've gone into surgery, and they're usually nice and drugged up, and they, they have no, sometimes no recollection of, you know, the first day or two in the hospital. But, um, no, I, I deal with everything. And, uh, Kathy, I'm curious, what's your father's weight-bearing status? Is he weight-bearing? Is he tolerated? Is he partial weight-bearing? Is he toe touch? Is he non-weight-bearing? Uh, you mean after the surgery? No. Yeah. He he just had it. So um he came we didn't see him until like yesterday evening um and he had okay. not it, the the anesthesia hadn't completely weared off for them uh to take him out of the bed yet. So I'm not sure how he is this morning. Okay. All right. So just giving you some insight. I mean, if he's weight bearing is tolerated, it's going to hurt it's going to hurt. I, I'm not going to lie about that. They're going to have pain management come in there to help you guys, you know, figure out how much he can tolerate. Um and if that's the case, you know, 
if he's, as you're saying, a really good, in good shape, healthy guy, he can be up and running really quickly, um, and he could be home realistically in two to three weeks. Um, he's probably going to need some rehab, um, but if he's partial weight bearing or non weight bearing, he's going to. Uh, I'm, I'm a little confused about the partial and, and full. Yeah. What is this delineation we're referring to? So the delineation with this is if it's weight bearing is tolerated, you can put all your weight through it, and as long as you can tolerate the pain, you can do whatever. Okay. If partial. If it's partial weight bearing or non weight bearing, um, non weight bearing is you can't put any weight on that because your bone is still sensitive and it needs time um, to heal. Whether they put a steel rod in there, they did metal wiring for all that to heal. Yeah. If it's partial weight bearing, that basically is you can put some weight on your toe, basically, um, and you can, you know, get up out of bed, hop to it, you know, not hop to a chair, but just balance yourself enough to get to a chair, get to a bedside commode, stuff like that. Um, and, yes, we are very desensitized to all this. And I can tell you right now, um, as occupational therapy, we work on the bathing, dressing, and toileting aspect. And getting in and out of bed is a key thing. Yeah. Um, and trust me, I, I see a lot of bare asses, and I wipe a lot of asses. <laughs> I'm sure. So and then you go to work. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I'm on my way to work now. Right. It's a beautiful thing right now. So, But, um, you know, the so- sooner you guys find... So, yeah, so you're, you're saying now, now, Kathy? He said you're, you're, the, your doctor said he might be out of the, the hospital much sooner than that, right? Yeah. So they they have to feel safe that he can, um, you know, leave and go home and and, uh, and use the commode. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, so yeah. So he, yeah, he's expected to leave in a couple of days. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So ideally, Kathy, just giving you a heads up. Um, they may suggest he go to rehab, inpatient rehab for a couple of weeks, for a week or two. Make sure it's um, the right rehab, not like an <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous exactly. or something. Get, get, get Dr. Mike involved in this. Trust me. I, I, I'm surprised he hasn't called in this. I, I bet you he's on it like white on rice. Yeah. <laughs> Trust right, me, thanks, my dad's Anthony. not going to a rehab. Yeah, uh, appreciate he, it. He wanted to go home last night. Listen, I almost texted you immediately, but I, th- I thought it was too soon. I was going to be like, that's my drinking buddy. He's going to be all right. <laughs> he's fine. He can't be. No. <laughs> I am addicted to heroin. What's your issue? I, I fell off a ladder. I think I'm in the wrong. <laughs> I, I think here? I'm in the wrong rehab. I want to go to Katie. Put her put her back on hold, please. Uh, whoever's talking to her right now, because uh, she has an interesting uh, falling off the ladder story uh, with a little added bonus to it. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. What's the deal? What's the deal? What's the it's deal? a deal. Let's say it correctly now. <laughs> no, Katie. Sorry, uh, no, do tell- the North Dakota accent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, tell us about your dad and his fall. So uh, my mom noticed that my dad was limping a couple years ago, and she asked him what he did, and he said he heard it by working out in the yard. And then she talked to my late my neighbor later that day, and he said, hey, is David okay? I saw him fall. And she goes, uh, yeah, he's fine. What are you talking about? And he said, oh, you don't know? And she said, no. And he said, well, I saw him from my workshop upstairs, and he had a, a ladder propped up on a tree, and he was getting ready to cut a tree branch with a chainsaw. And nobody was out there with him, mm-hmm. and the ladder fell out from underneath him with the chainsaw running. Oh, my oh. God. And my, da- my neighbor ran out, jumped the fence, and he's a Vietnam vet, by the way. Uh-huh. And um, he ran over to see if my dad was okay, and my dad was on the ground. The chainsaw was still running next to him. The emergency <laughs> shutoff didn't work. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> And how bad was he hurt, Katie? I mean, he obviously, he, he brushed it off, so your mom didn't know, but how bad was he hurt? He just sprained his ankle. Oh, so, yeah, so, so the, if you ever watch America's Funniest Home Videos, Thanks. the amount of guys who attempt oh. to do the exact same thing with it, with a leaning ladder, get mm-hmm. up and remove branches, mm-hmm. well, 
with a chainsaw is ridiculous. Or they cut the, the branch off that they're, that the that they're, they're leaning, leaning on. on. <laughs> uh, well, my dad cut down an entire enormous tree from our backyard. Like, this is the crap that he does. Yeah, that's what he does. He's a, um, he's a, he's, he's a, a he's pro. Spry. Here's one of my favorites. They're showing the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the oh, yeah. The on QVC. Jack? QVC, yes. Yep. They're, they're, oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, they're <laughs> yeah, when they're demonstrating how awesome the ladder is. <laughs> but the guy. Oh, this is the best one. It's it's like an A-frame type yeah. ladder with a, a oh it collapses God. when this guy goes into the middle oh, of it. He's, he's, showing he's showing how sturdy it is. <laughs> Don't keep going, dude. Oh, so the, uh, you can. <laughs> oh, it is suiting everything. Oh. See, what they needed there were, were super cute ladders. Yeah, yeah. right. That would have done it. Um, oh, so somebody texted and said the x-ray tech is wrong. What she called a compound fracture is actually a compaction fracture. Oh, jeez. I thought she's an x-ray tech. We don't use the word compound anymore. Thanks. Have a great day. It's actually the new phrasing is compunction junction, Preston. (laughs) Uh, this is from Dr. Larry, by the way. Yeah, we got a bunch of texts saying that she was slightly off. Okay. All right. Well, maybe she got nervous on that. Well, I'll tell you what. You you get any bone that size snapping, you don't care what the classification is. You just know it hurts. Yeah. And you know what? I have to say, um, I am completely impressed with Paoli Hospital. They did a great job. They were yes. so nice. Paoli! All of the nurses, my dad's nurse, Frank, also listens to the show, uh, so thank you guys for taking care of him. Really completely impressed with that hospital and, and uh, everything that they did for us. Uh, but I told Preston this morning when they brought my dad in uh, after the surgery, we were waiting in the room for him, yeah. and they brought him in, and like he was laying to the side, his mouth was open, like his tongue was almost yeah. hanging out. My oh, mom, my God. My mom was like, oh, my God. And then, of course, he popped his head up and started laughing at us. Uh, no, you know, uh, my friend who's foot was run over by the backhoe, yeah. that's where he went for, you know. Okay, it, it completely I was cru- impressed. Completely, um, you know, just crushed his foot, and they have a great trauma center. They crushed it. Yeah. They crushed it. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We got this email, guys. I thought this was kind of interesting, and I won't say who it was from. I'll say who it's from. Okay. Oh, no. Go ahead. Uh, no, it says, uh, hey, Gadzooks, my wife recently told me, a co-worker of hers, who has both recently gotten married and had a new baby with his new wife. She also mentioned to me that they still use and will continue to use 100% separate bank accounts, no shared money account. Huh. And it says in parentheses, it should be noted that she makes much more than him. Okay. So smart. It goes on to say (laughs) he pays for the stuff he wants. She pays for the stuff she wants. And then they pool money monthly to pay the bills. So like they're roommates, basically. They're married roommates. Yeah. This has gone on so far as to he paid for the remodeled basement with his money because it's a room, quote, she won't use anyway. So it's like a man cave. (laughs) Were they married before? Love you guys. Keep up the funny. Um, no, it's keep up the ha-ha. Keep game. up Come the ha-ha. That's um, a Bill Weston praise. I do. You know what, Nick? I don't know. What Sometimes, did it say in the beginning? Did it say this that? Is my wife recently told me about a co-worker of hers who has both recently gotten married and had a new baby with his new wife. All right. 
says new. Well, you know, I don't know. That I don't know either. Yeah. kind of up in the, the air. The only reason I ask is that sometimes if you've been through a divorce, you're a little less likely to join finances as quickly. I, mean, I think a little gun shy. A little gun shy, yeah. And I think over time, it, it's sort of inevitable. You know, the longer you live with somebody, the longer you're in a relationship with somebody. What about you? Uh, well, because you're, you're you're kind of going to be. You know, I mean, we don't I'm know what a, the future I'm, holds. But. Right. I'm in a relationship now, but I, I don't. Um, um, well, uh, let me use my ex-wife as an example. Yeah. Um, she is very gun-shy when it comes to merging finances uh, post-marriage. And, right. Uh, she's, you know, it's just one of the things where she made a decision, and, and I think that's a wise one. And it has nothing to do with love or, or commitment or anything like that. It, to, to her, it's just a practical thing. Um, so I understand the practicality when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we have separate bank accounts. You do? Yeah. Really? How do you pay for your bills? Uh, we, they're split up. So, like, I... I have my bills that I pay. He has his bills that he pays. Really? And it equals out to about the same money. I never knew that. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. My parents have done that over the years as well. Yeah, I mean, we have joint, you know, money for uh, accounts for Jace and... Um, so he's paid for himself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That kid is on his own. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we have joint accounts, uh, more of like saving or putting away for, you know, Jace's college. But yeah, we have our, our own bank accounts and I have no idea what's in his. Wow. I mean, I, I really? definitely see value in it uh, just because using myself as an example, I literally have no idea what happens to our money. <laughs> I, I mean, I literally have zero idea. Like, you know, yeah, I, I make money, it goes into an account and, and then we pay bills and then I only get a warning when I've spent too much. <laughs> I know, you know one thing. Like, there is this crazy machine. Yeah. And I put a card in, and money comes out. Yeah, and uh, it'll you know it's just the wildest thing. It's like a robot, and it seems to know when I need money because mm-hmm. I ask it with the card, and it, it comes out. No, I, yeah, my my wife handles everything. She does oh, yeah. all the finances. Everything. Okay. Same here. Yeah, Every, I know. I knew Rochelle did. Yeah. And do you handle all your finances, Kathy? Like when it comes to everything, like who pays the Target card? Oh yeah, no, I pay my Target card, okay. of course. Yes. What about what <laughs> that's the biggest mortgage. consideration? Yeah. Mortgage and, and things like well, that. Well, so that's mine. You handle that? Yeah, so the mortgage is me. What so about you... insurance? Uh, for like what? Car insurance? You, no, you, you, you're... that's him. That's, that's him. him. Yeah, okay. that's, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like different bills are, yeah, are split up. Does it speak to strengths and interests? Like, um, you know, if it, are you uh, maybe more attuned to what a mortgage might cost and, you know, how? No. Or, no okay. Or do you just, you figured out? I was like, out, give me the biggest you... one so I don't have to pay the rest. Okay. So yeah. it was just kind of where the, where the chips fall. You said, okay, give me the mortgage. I'll take care of that. And you take care of everything else. Everything else. Yeah. You know, I all guess right. that makes sense. Listen, you both have full-time jobs. All right. So as opposed to my wife and I, Rochelle's full-time job is managing the household. Um, so that is part of that responsibility. If she was also pulling down like a nine to five or something like that. What I a way see, to make a living. Well, I, I could see we'd have to split up the duties because that's too much for right, one right, person right. to do, right? Huh. Even though there are plenty of people listening right now who do that who very do thing. Yeah. Which I, I wouldn't be able to, to I'm too to stupid. No, and, and my wife had initially had already had a, a career in um, helping to manage offices and making sure that accounts were paid oh, and all that stuff. She yeah. could be a great bookkeeper. Like, if she were to, you know, yeah. she, she's so, her, your, her, your wife's mind is so organized. I don't touch on it at all just because, I, A, I don't know what I'm doing. B, she's got her system, and I don't want to mess with that at all, you know? All you have to do is sex her up now and then. Uh, that's right, man. Uh, let me go to, let me go to Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. How you doing? Good. What's up, Jim? Yeah, I was just going to say, my wife, for years, I've always done the checking, and uh, it winds up that she didn't even know how to do the book. Okay. So now she's got her own checking account, so it kind of helps them in the long run for everybody to have their own. So your finances are, are split a little bit. I mean, so you're, you're paying your same, you're paying bills for the house and overall. Joint, 
Yeah, we do the joint one together, and then we have a, a, a separate one, each one of us. Huh. Okay. And wow. So it, it works out so that, you you know, you can do that. You, you learn better on how to do it. Okay. Interesting. Thanks. So, Kathy, your your check goes straight into your account. Yes. Dennis's goes straight into his. Yep. Okay. Interesting. It's funny. Every time I even broach the subject of... All right, uh, hey, maybe I'd, I'd like to be a little bit more involved. It turns into a lecture about how no. I spend too much. <laughs> Seriously? No, no, that will no. not be happening. Why is your voice changed? <laughs> because you will not have your own account. <laughs> <laughs> so you just end up getting chastised a little bit? Uh, yeah. You get your own account when you learn how to use the thermostat. <laughs> and then we'll talk. Oh, my God. The thermostat is more confusing than ever, by the way. Absolutely. Um <laughs> But I, I always rest my game. And I have um, I've uh, drawn the parallel between uh, myself and Lloyd Christmas in the beginning of uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. When he's only got a couple of bucks to spend, then he go he comes back with the giant foam cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, case of course. You get distracted. Stuff uh... off for the Rhode Island slut. Yeah, that's me. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't picture yeah, there's, you. There's plenty of jobs if you want to work forty hours a week. Like you just get. You just get nonsense stuff. Is that no? That's no, not no. no but yeah, I think I what you're saying you is be like that. And if I, I, I understand what you're saying. You're, you're, you're. I don't, you know what? I think you're unfair to yourself. You're not that Lloyd Christmas guy. You're not frivolous. <laughs> um, uh, but I think you perceive yourself as such in the same way. Like somebody'd say, "Geez, I just know I shouldn't be a pilot." You know, <laughs> you know that you just shouldn't be handling the money because yeah. Diane happens. My wife has a much more refined perception of protocol and and documentation, and she she goes analog. She has her preferences about how things are done, and and uh, it works. I and just she, trust she does her more. a brilliant job with it. It's not that I don't uh, I don't think I can do it. It's just that I trust her, and and she doesn't mind doing it. So no, so and, and it works out. So yep. I'm curious though, with Kathy, with the, with the, with the breakdown, do you do you sit down? And do you have a mutual bill-paying session, or it's just no. being done? No, it's, yeah. We All just right. do our own thing. So here's an example of me. Here, and she'll hand me something and go, sign that. What's this? Uh, it's a registration on your car. Yeah. I renewed it for you. Here, and I'm like, really? That was, I had no idea. Why that. does it say power of attorney then? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, yeah. Exactly. I had a buddy from college, and um, they, uh, he and his wife tried keeping separate finances until she started uh, frivolously spending all of the money that he was earning. And she was so. I think for many people, it's a benefit and it works just fine. But if there are financial problems, it's easier to hide those financial problems and it's easier to um, to lie about it. All right. So let me ask that question, Kathy. Have you ever is well? Listen, I think there's there's two different ways to approach this. Uh, do, do you if you're going to buy something, you don't you don't run it by Dennis. If it's do you have to run it by Dennis, or do do you out of just a sense of responsibility if you're going to make a a, a large purchase. If you're going to get a car, you talk right. to him about it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I do know a couple who uh, he went out and bought a car and didn't let her know. It yeah, was see, his... that would never happen. Yeah, no. th- that yeah. you can't. I mean, that's that's too big. But mm-hmm. sure, there are things I. Who <laughs> pays for a little secret? Okay, <laughs> Kathy yeah. pays for vacation. Uh, he, do- he does. Well, I'm betting. No, it, I mean it. It depends. I, I, it depends on where the vacation is and uh, who. Honestly, we used to do it where who whoever booked it. Okay. okay, is paying for it. Is paying for it. Wow, interesting. All right, let me go next to Brian. Hey, Brian, how you doing, man? Hey, man, how you guys making out? Doing good. What's your story, bud? <clears throat> okay, so uh, my wife and I we've been married twenty five years and we have kept separate bank accounts the whole time. Our names are on both of them. 
but we just run the bills through, like, she pays for the house, I pay for the cars, uh, she pays the car insurance, I pay for the okay. water, electric. Kathy, like yeah, that. Kathy's situation. So, but what happens with us, which is pretty cool, is when we're joking around, we'll say, um, I said, well, you can't go anywhere, those are my cars. <laughs> so, then, <laughs> so then she goes, yeah, well, you can't come into the house. I said, well, you can't use my water. <laughs> <laughs> I like I love it. It. Well, oh, actually, good. even my car like that, is under my wife's name. Thanks. Yeah. Just just for ease of documentation and keeping mm-hmm. everything linear. So, okay. uh, you know, um, she's going to have, if she ever wants to, uh, you know, uh, take me to the cleaner, she's not going to have any trouble. This sounds interesting. Let me go to Sean here and get his story. Hey, Sean, you're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Gadzooks. man. So what's up? So, um, yeah, me and my wife, we have actually three accounts. We have uh, one each separately, and then one that we share that we each have a card to so that if we need to, if somebody's out and might need extra money or, or something quick, that, that we could send to each other. And um, our marriage, actually, when we when we first got into it, we're, we're going to be married 15 years coming up next month. And going into it, we were really, we would fight over things like, she liked little things like getting her nails done. Yeah. And I was worried about like make sure bills were paid. But now she has set bills, I have set bills. They're, as long as they're paid, we do our own thing. And when it comes to the vacations, like you were talking about, if she came up with the idea of doing it, she would put down most of the money and I would help out. And then it just worked out that way and it, it, we're totally more happy because of it. Wait, Sean, it says here on my monitor that you guys almost got divorced. Yeah, like we, we actually separated for two years because of uh, just... We, we argued about money so much. And so, and, and is that when you instituted the separate bank account thing? Well, we we actually we started to do the separate bank account right before we got uh, separated. And then when we got back together, we were like, let's, let's just do this this way. All right. And then and see so, what happens. And it, it totally makes a big difference. You know, yes. Yeah. I, 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 I'm always four bills, got to make sure everything's paid for and you know uh she liked it like to do little things on her own and that's all fine because i'm a nerd uh and i like to buy geeky stuff like steve so yeah. I, I get it uh so but he totally helped us okay all right uh. that's good i mean I, I, my wife and i money has never really been an argument thing but for some people it can be it yeah. can be the root of the problem we we had one point where where it got a little dicey um and um uh you know we had to uh, adjust a few things and then uh but Honestly, when I when I extricated, when I removed myself from the bill paying deal, and she took over, everything got up and running perfectly. Mm. And I, so, I, you know, a man's got to know his limitations. Yeah. I, I, I used to be able to do it, but not anymore. I do have something that I never told anybody what I paid for it. I, I refused to tell them. And people, people have. Can I guess what the boob job? No, <laughs> I haven't gotten that yet. Um, yet, yet. Yeah, yeah, they're not saggy enough. They'll get to a point where right. I'll have to call Dr. Kinzer. Um Yeah, no, I would, I, and people have asked because it's close friends, you know, okay. where it's an item you'd look at and they'd go, oh my, you have that? What did you pay for it? What is it? I ref- I'm not she telling can't you. Tell. Just write it down and I'll say no, it out loud. No, no. Is you it guys, that dress? Because it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it is really It's nice. not. No. This is actually fairly on the cheap side. All right. Uh, no, I, it's just She's something She's shopping at Target. That, it's not like it. <laughs> it's just something that I wouldn't, I would never tell anybody what okay. I paid for it. Okay. All right. And so, and Dennis does not know, but would Dennis mind? Okay. I'll tell you this. 
<laughs> Guys, don't make the mistake unless she, unless you're in a you're in a relationship. Don't be a receipt checker. Yeah, don't do that crap. Yeah. It, you know it's oh uh, of what your significant other spends. What is this? Yeah. What is that? Mm-hmm. No, because I I, t- I, have t- I tell my wife this all the time. It is a it is a joint effort. The fact that she pulls that all of that off my plate. Is such a godsend. You, yeah. I said you never have to run anything by me. It's ludicrous. Speaking of receipt checkers, though, when we were in uh, Anguilla, when we went to uh, St. Martin, and uh, we went to the casino. Oh, right. Yeah. So Rochelle calls me. She's like, that's right. I got a phone call at like 3 o'clock in the morning that says you were trying to take $1,000 out of our account or something like that. It was maybe like 500 or something like that. We were at the casino. I was bombed out of my mind. I lost my money. I'm, damn it, I'm going to win all that back. I go to the ATM in a foreign country, and I'm trying to pull out too much money. They said no, huh? they called her. Oh, thank yeah, they God said she no. was there. Yeah. Yes, they're right. Yeah, they were I came, right. I came home from work one time. My wife bought a Vespa scooter, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't discuss this with me? How irresponsible. Irresponsible. I, did you, did I'm you taking that, that scooter. Did you buy that without discussion? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh you did? Man. I didn't know that. Well, we did. We had discussed it many times. I just didn't like her answer. <laughs> so you just went and got it? Yeah, so I just said, screw it. I'm going to go get it. Does she ride it? No. She hates it, right? Yeah. Do you no, ride it? I do. You do? I do, yeah. You take it I'll, I'll be taking it. No, not yet. Okay. No, I'll, I'll when was the last time you rode it? Uh, last week. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. So, <laughs> like, I just kind of tool around the neighborhood and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Wow. So, so when, when you were getting that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, I left it at work for two days. <laughs> I bought it. Because you were scared. Uh-huh. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> and then you're right, by yeah, the way. Yeah. That's the right move. How'd you, how'd you break it to her? I, you know, it was like pulling a bandaid off. I was Wait. like, all right, I. You know, and it's I, orange. And it's I, orange. If I if I remember correctly, it was presented as a as a money saving venture because it was so good on gas. It's great on you gas. You were going to commute to work on it. Yeah, that uh-huh. didn't work out so well as it started to get cold. Yeah. So, so no, that's the, the thing. Even, in the morning, even like, if it's just mildly warm, he comes to. He, I remember the few times he came, he goes, "I shouldn't do that." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I shouldn't do that. Well, because you would need like a completely, you know, separate change of clothes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if you want to take it into work in the morning, you need to take that down to the beach. That would be perfect for I you. I know. There, right? The problem is, I, I don't. Can you get it down there? I, I, yeah, but I don't want to ride on 55 with it. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why I got a scooter and not a motorcycle. Yeah, you, you, you need could, like a trailer. Yeah. You know that you could rent a trailer cheap. You could yeah. put it in the back yeah. of, a, of a van case. I know. I know. I just haven't gotten around to that. Yeah, yet. but that would be fun for tooling around the shore. That's, They'd probably fit in your car. Like <laughs> All right, let me go. Hang on a second. Let me go back to this. I'm going to go to Steve-O. Hey, Steve-O, good morning. You guys got to make Uma Thuma work. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hang on a second. Thank you, there you go. All right, what's up, Steve-O? Yeah, so this is a hot topic uh, for me and my wife because um, I'm an accountant, so uh, I kind of monitor everything down to the to the T. And yeah. um, and when we have we have mo- we have multiple accounts, so like we have, she's got her own checking account, I have my checking account, then we have a joint checking and a joint savings. But we're trying to save for a house right now, so every dollar that isn't spent. House related, I I hawk it like a, a you know I probably get a little like bit an accountant, like, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you mean you got to spend five dollars to go to Target and uh, uh, you know get this and everything like that? Um, so it's uh, it, it's it's, it's listen, and I can tell you this: you you feel you're you're being you're being mommied and daddied when you know you like I I see some other guys who are really all over their wives for for this stuff, and it's 
I have to imagine, and 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 for not outlandish things, it, it has to make you feel uh, demeaned, you know. And and so that's why I would I would never do it if you can do it and and just. Uh, you know, not do that. You know, you're obviously saving for a house. That's a good goal. But, you, you, you know, don't try, don't make her feel demeaned by just checking everything she's doing. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and like I said, it's, it's definitely, it's, I try, I try not to do all that, but sometimes, you know, it gets a little tough because. Well, maybe, know, we, maybe set up a Ponzi gonna... scheme. You're an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> all your problems yeah, will be solved. All your problems will be solved. You'll have some extra cash. Yeah, yeah. made off that bitch. Yeah, yeah I know. I was watching the Wizard of Oz, trying to figure out how to do all that stuff. Uh, no, but you're right, Steve. You can't you can't micromanage no. uh, somebody like that, or else they just feel violated. Me, I mean, or, not not a, violated, but they feel like a uh, prisoner of sorts. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, yeah, thank you, Steve. Yeah. No, Appreciate it, all right, listen, I just thought that was an interesting situation, and, you know, for some people it may work, and if money is the uh, the issue, that's a great idea, actually. Sure. It takes it out of the equation uh, where you each manage your own money. So, I don't know. All right, we should uh, take a break. Stay there. Don't you worry. We got you, podcasters. If you would like to enter to win a pair of passes to the Toy Story 4 screening, email your name, age, and phone number to podcast at WMMR.com. We'll contact all the winners via email. Good luck, and thanks for listening. Speaking of noticing. Are you going to sub-notice things now? <laughs> I have noticed. Yes. All right. I notice her. Yes. Notice is more than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> some of it's important, some of it's not. Yeah. But it's all noticed. It is. It is. I do notice things. He does. Uh, let's see. I noticed, uh, you know what, speaking of uh, of Dr. King, who is obviously a, uh, a religious man, very yes. much so, did you see that uh, Bishop Eddie Long passed away? Yeah. No. He was the head of the country's largest megachurch, uh, passed away of uh, cancer. He was the guy that not long ago put his house up for sale. Oh, yes. Yeah. And we saw the pictures of that house. Yeah, is just that the, a sprawling estate. Is that oh. the one that uh, Medea was buying? Uh or, or was it, had he purchased it from uh, Tyler Perry? Well, was, maybe maybe it was the other way around. Maybe he purchased it from Tyler Perry. He got married to Medea. No. Somehow no? or another, there Am was I a getting this story wrong? Between okay, the two. Medea now runs the megachurch. But the, am I wrong? The house is, ch- I, I've never seen anything like that. It, it looks like... Um, it a looks, resort? Yes. It like looks. A, it doesn't look like it's it's one family's home. Yeah. No. It, it's, it has a hell of part. We're, uh, yes. we're, we're confusing things. Okay. Uh, Are we? Yes. Uh, You're kidding. Yes. <laughs> All right. This is meet the guy who bought. Because because I, I did a search yesterday. I did, I did a search. I, I typed in Bishop Eddie Long House, and pictures of this gigantic home came up. And, and that may be true, but um, the guy that bought Tyler Perry's house was a guy named David Turner. Well, so okay. let me get this straight. Eddie Long, before he died, changed his name to David Turner? No. <laughs> no, we're making it worse. But is David Turner also uh, a, a preacher? A preacher, right? Yes, yes. Okay, then I've gotten he's, these two mixed up. He's All a right. televangelist. So okay. what's, where, uh, what happened to Medea? Um, <laughs> that's a fictional character. Okay. Anyhow, I assume... Oh, my God. So Eddie Munster, <laughs> <laughs> at this point, married Medea mm-hmm. and is now living in this house... Wait, no. that's Eddie what? Long's house here? So hang on a second. Is this, did you did you Google Eddie Long's home? Yeah, and this is the picture that came up. Let okay. me get this straight. It's <laughs> Stop it. Howie Long <laughs> yeah. has entered into a civil union with the guy who played Eddie Munster. Howie Long? Yeah. How did he get here? I don't know. 
All right, so there's a little bit of inaccuracy in this. Anyhow. Regardless of that, we're talking spectacularly posh, lush homes that make you question where all of that money being donated is going. Yeah, yeah. Like, why... Why can't homes like this be a bed and breakfast? You know, it's always yeah, like... right. <laughs> they should open this up there, for all of us to stay. There is a premium platinum level of service. It's like a um, Airbnb uh, that promises not at this level, but of, of high quality. You know, um, quasi mansions yeah, that are available. A, it's called a resort. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Nick had just pulled up a fact that Eddie Long actually officiated. Um, uh, Medea's wedding? No, 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 no. Coretta Scott King's uh, funeral. What? Yeah. All right. So maybe was the wife of right. uh, of Martin Luther King. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and apparently the the church had about twenty five thousand members. It's just church, just the Georgia based church. All right. Um, that's huge congregation. If you, some of these some of these pastors in various parts of the country will draw rock concert size audiences. Absolutely. Joel Olstein, have you ever seen oh, his yes, uh, the, yes, the, the TV My mom show? Loves him. It's in a, it's in a, like a, yeah. like the Spectrum. I mean, or something even bigger, like the Wells Fargo Center. There was that one time where God actually joined him on stage. Oh, really? You know God? <laughs> I don't even, you know, I don't even like leaving the parking lot at my church. There's too many cars. Could you imagine? Yeah, with 50,000 yeah. people leaving? No way. Speaking of big houses, and this is, I, I noticed this as well. It's in conjunction with... Uh, more noticing, more big houses, with Eddie. more inaccurate information. <laughs> it just keeps coming. <laughs> we report, you decide. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Eddie Long, but... Uh, Kathy actually sent me uh, this the other day. The most expensive house in Conshohocken that is for sale. You sent me this a couple weeks yeah. ago. Don't we have yeah. a Conshohocken theme to officially kick this off? Oh, I think we what? actually do. Yeah, we so, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the most expensive house for sale in Conchi, and I forgot where the uh, uh, the source of this came from. But... Yes. So. It's from more than the curve. More than the curve. That's that's the, that's the site. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the pro- there is a property at twenty forty two Hearts Lane. Twenty forty two. Is that where the Hearts live, Mister and Mrs. Hart? No, but Hearts Lane was not far from the old Y one hundred. Exactly where, we used where to it work. is. Right? Yeah. Oh. Yep. And uh, that's where like all the big houses are. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, Wait a second. It's right around the uh, the Ace Club Golf Course. Oh. Okay. Uh, oh, that's uh, Plymouth Township. Whatever. Anyhow, actually, I think it's White Marsh. It's a concha. It's a no. It's a White Marsh Township, but okay. it's a Conshohocken address, right? Like you, Kathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those living a lie. This is listed for two million three hundred ninety-five thousand dollars. That's it. Yeah, right. Honestly, I mean, that's, that, that's uh, no, that's that's a lot of money. But, that's, but I, I'm surprised that it's not more than three or four million. Yeah, you look at like a two million dollar home in Los Angeles. That's not, oh, and you're getting a standard size. You get you a know, ranch, maybe five thousand square feet, something like that. This place is huge. Um, the well, next I, most expensive home to this one is only seven hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars compared to oh my gosh. two two point three, almost two point four million. That's wild. So the home has ten acres of land. Yeah, that's about right. It's just under nine thousand square feet of house. 
Five bedrooms, nine bathrooms, pool with a pool house. Nine bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Yeah, Two you're... horse stalls and a riding ring. Oh, I have three horses. <laughs> There's a sport court with basketball, tennis, etc., a movie theater, and an unfinished carriage house. And that's all for what? Uh, 3.4, or 2.4. That's a steal. Yeah. It, it's a big house. It's, huge. It, I mean, it's. I have a fantasy of mine that, that the company... Buys a house like this for uh, our radio station to, or for just there. for the show, it can be our Graceland. <laughs> yeah, forget the station, just our show. It could be our Neverland Ranch, <laughs> right? That pool is gorgeous. Yeah. It's where you can have sleepover parties with the Make a Wish kids. You know who I was talking to? I, I earlier in the summer, I went and, or at the very end of the summer, I played, I got to get out and play golf with Shane Victorino, who was yes. in town visiting, and he was telling me the story of when he first moved to the area to play for the Phils, right? And for the first couple of years. Uh, he lived in a home right over by there in the pool house of a really, really super rich guy. And I forgot who it was, but he told me who they were. I mean, like, F you money to the extreme. So the pool house, house like this. The pool house must have been huge. The pool house is like 2,500 square feet. No. Holy Jeez. crap. Uh, yeah. And Shane think, said he just he lived, there, he lived there rent free. And he, he said it was awesome. That's great. My I entire mean, house is like 50 square feet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but for somebody like that who's really only living here between, you know, April and yeah. September, October, you know, why would you invest money and stay somewhere for house. A pool it's house. 2,500 square feet. How big is your house? Uh, it's under 5,000 square feet, just dump, under. Dump that. Privileged. What? Privileged. Dump uh, that. Privilege. Listen. Privilege. <laughs> it's a big house, but it's not. It's not. Opulent. There's a pool house that's half the size of your house. <laughs> right, right. It's ridiculous. What's the biggest house you guys have ever been in? <sighs> like a, a friend or a family Medea's member? house. Medea, yeah. Uh, Enormous. Uh, She's living with Howie Long now. Been in... Hmm. My sister had a really rich friend when when we were kids, and these these people had a house that was so big they actually gave it a name to it. It was called Contico House. Contico House. <laughs> they actually named it. Uh, My so house that was a pretty damn big house. Steve's house. Steve's house. <laughs> um, the biggest house I've ever been in is, I think they said it was 18,000 square feet. Whoa. 18,000? Yeah. Well, that's got to be, is that uh, Queen Bee? Yeah. Okay. That's ridiculous. It's beautiful. All right. <laughs> I'm sure it's beautiful, but 18,000, yeah. I mean, like even 10,000 is, is big. Is really, really big. What do you think it costs to heat an 18,000 square foot house a year? Right. It's got to be very economical. Yeah. I'm, ass- I'm assuming space heaters and uh, right. stuff like that. I- I'll tell you this there was a place in Old Westbury, New York, which is very uh, moneyed, and this place was so sprawling that the main tub. The main bathtub mm-hmm. was in its own room, mm. and you would walk down different levels, and you could. It was like five and a half feet. There was a bathtub it, room, a bathtub room that was basically an God. indoor pool. Do you guys remember the? Um, I told you about breaking both my wrists. Uh, yes. Yes. sliding down the and banister. the difficulties of wiping, sliding down the banisters. And well, to, to backtrack, when I oh. originally broke my wrist, it was sliding down the banister in this house. The front of the house uh, had like um, like a turret. It looked like a castle. Jesus. And they had a basketball court inside that house, so that was pretty inside. Yeah, that was pretty oh, damn geez. big. I just got a bathroom inside my house. It was you could either use it for basketball or um, uh, racquetball. It was racquetball, unbelievable. I mean, that's when you talk about fu money. That's fu to the fu money. So this one's the, the the most expensive listed right now. I'm sure there there are probably pricier homes 
around that just aren't for sale. That area over where the, the it's the Philadelphia Golf Course. Where where, where is that? Is that's that Gladwin? That's Gladwin, mm-hmm. and that's, just, that's oh, Philadelphia not, Country Club. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. That's West Conchie, isn't it? Is that technically West Conchie? Yeah, I, I, I want to say when you go up that exactly. hill. Um, yeah, and then um, uh, that part of it, I believe, is West Conchhocken. Hmm. There's some there's some mega places over there. It's a fun drive in between here and there. Like, if you get on Route 23 and kind of yeah. find your way through, there are a lot it's of gorgeous homes. Big homes. It's winding. It's pretty. There's yeah. a lot of trees. It's, yeah. They I, chase I, you I, out. I take that drive every now and no, then. No, it's Gladwin. Is that Gladwin? Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyhow, I noticed that. Thought I would share it with you. Something Hard else. Something else. We got most of that information right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed this. Uh, Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff. Beloved by millions. Yeah, right? Uh, behind bars, the master of monopolizing people's money still. The business that he ran from prison, he actually ran a business from prison, sort of, is vastly more legit than his multi-billion dollar con that landed him a 150-year sentence. According to Steve Fishman, the host of Ponzi Supernova, which is a new series focused on Bernie Madoff. He so it's found, an Oasis song. He found success steering his talents to the prison supply of Swiss Miss chocolate milk. So he now... Or, or hot chocolate. So in prison, he mm-hmm. has worked up a business selling Swiss Miss to other prisoners. He cornered the hot chocolate market. Now, is there point. a Swiss Miss pond pyramid scheme going on? What he did was he bought up every package of Swiss Miss from the commissary, so there was no more. Oh, this prick. And then he sold it for a profit in the prison yard. <laughs> Someone's due for a butt rape. He made it so that if you wanted any, you had to go through Bernie. How's this? What, what kind of prison is he in? Uh, what, He's what is, in a nice prison. Okay, we need to change that. Uh, the it says here. Um, He's at. Uh, it says uh, it seems that Madoff's Swiss Miss hoarding hasn't hurt his standing with the other inmates of Butner Prison, the North Carolina correction facility famed for its cushy digs. And uh, he said he's a star in prison. He stole more money than anyone in history. And to other thieves, that makes him a hero. Wow. Yeah. That should not be the case. So he's actually got a little celebrity status. Little. Uh, they should put him in with Grossberg. Amongst uh, everybody else. Grossberger? Yeah. From- oh, is that from Star Crazy? crazy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was he, a, um, or is he a, a charming person? Are the people who invest with him like him? They do say that he is, He, as you would imagine, he is able to uh, talk a good game and finesse things. So... Yeah, I mean, sometimes you look at guys like that and you don't know what their personalities are like and if they um, yeah. won you over with charm or if they just were really good with money. Obviously, his was scheme-based, um, but I, I didn't know what his personality was like. They were showing pr- pictures of this prison. This place looks gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it's you shouldn't... It should be uncomfortable. Do you have pictures inside of it or was it just the, the It looked like the outside. It looks, well, yeah, it looks was... like a... Looks kind of like a business complex. Yeah, there actually. we go. Like yeah. an industrial park. Nicely. Uh, Look, he's, he's, he's landscape imprisoned at Cisco. Well, okay. Uh, I did notice another thing or two. And, Morning notice a yeah. thing or two that he noticed. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was interesting. A nose job, of course, one of the most popular cosmetic procedures in the country. Almost a quarter of a million procedures were performed last year alone. But there's a new way to try this out without uh, going through any actual surgery procedure, surgical procedure. Uh, there's something called nose lifters. Nose lifters. Yes. Uh, for Is the it fra- just tape? The fraction of a cost, you can bring home an itsy-bitsy splint that's made of soft PVC plastic, <laughs> and then you can experiment with reshaping your nostrils or your nose tip. I saw some pictures. <laughs> disgusting. And it really does make a difference. Wait, does it get permanently? Covered? Or just no, no, you can just get temp- an idea of what it's going to look like if Preston. you have the surgery? It's temporary. You got to get it. 
Because you, you've always had an issue with your nose, right? No, I don't mind my nose. Well, a little bit, but, <laughs> oh. but I, I haven't... I think your nose is glorious. But... Not to the extent of that I want to reshape it or anything like that. Oh, this is... Yeah, well, would you try something like that, Kathy? Does it go in your nose? I'm confused. It goes, yeah, it goes in it your goes nose. It goes in your nose. No, I would not. No. no. Uh, it works almost like a tension rod, pressing against two sides of her nostril to prop up the tip in a new way. Uh, as that is admittedly uncomfortable, they recommend only wearing the device for an hour at a time uh, during the first week of trying it out. Then after that, I think you can do it for a little while longer. I'd be leery of sticking stuff like that in your nose. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, yeah, if, especially... It could, if it's got like a spring or something yeah. in it, shoot it goes up, up in your brain. In your nasal cavity. I never have liked the idea of, of anything in the nose. Nose piercing, none of that stuff. What do they call the one that goes through your septum? Oh. Ugh. That has to hurt. I don't care for that. No, I don't, I don't like that look either. I I'm not a big fan. Unless if, if the big ring that does look bullish, yeah. I, the the regular small nose ring is okay. I, I'm I'm down with the the gauges and all that other stuff and piercings. It can look cool, yeah. but that one alone, I think, just because you also can't properly blow your nose, and there's always going to be residual snot caught in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just kind of nasty. That's my take on it. Maybe I'm wrong. By the way, it's only twenty five bucks if you're interested, what is, uh, uh, and it's out of East Asia. God, these you know they they really do like to screw around. It wasn't wasn't it uh, out of that part of the world where they did that that bagel thing on the head? Uh, the head? Yes, it was an implant, an implant under the just under the skin. It wasn't yeah. it was a on your forehead? Saline, or you know, it wasn't a permanent thing. Oh, really? It was saline, yeah. but anyhow, it looked like you had a like a somebody glued a bagel, bagel. onto your forehead. <laughs> And that was apparently a look for a little it while. It was trendy. Somewhere in uh For in bagels Asia. and such. Wow. Okay. Uh, this is another thing that I noticed. This is something I noticed at Bill. I'm, I'm going to try to be as uh, descriptive. This is something that has been noticed by Preston that Bill's not going to like. <laughs> but Preston's going to try to make it descriptive in a way that's acceptable for radio. Well, it's from Men's Health Magazine. So Men's it's, Health. It's about health and it's about men. It's about golden showers. It's about golden showers, <laughs> Being on people. This was. <laughs> You're not helping. Uh, Bill didn't like that. I get you. All right. This Sorry was this was in the news last week. There was a right. you know that that uh, uh, unsubstantiated uh, report Donald yeah. Trump and and golden showers anyhow had taken place. I just assume people know what that is now. It's been such a such a yeah. common thing, but um, there's still people who are unaware of what that is. Europhilia. Europhilia is what it's called. I am not. <laughs> Europhilia. Yeah. No, I am not. I'm Medea. Uh, neuroscientist Deborah So says that for some people with this particular fetish, it turns them on because it's a physical representation of, quote, sharing their love. Mm-hmm. That no, is flat out <laughs> stupid. <laughs> no, no, it's not. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Open that box. There are two examples with tapered tips of my love. Uh. <laughs> That's just taking a piss, and, um, and that's. I if I were to connect it through to anything, I think it it perhaps has a connection to other, other acts, sexual acts that um, that that's that where it comes from. I've never understood the whole world. I guess it's called corporophilia, mm-hmm. that whole thing. I know. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, we did the cake sitting and all that stuff, splashing. Mm-hmm. 
I'll, I'll take splashing over the uh, golden shower. Well, this is. Uh, she says it's a physical representation of sharing their love. Do, have you ever? I, I find to a share physical that. representation of sharing love, like maybe kissing or yes. hugging, hugging, stroking, petting. Yeah, things like Dodging. that. Andy's. Uh, That's stupid. Naughty. But for others, it's actually exciting simply because it's seen as grosser and more taboo. There you go. Okay, the more taboo. Okay, but it's to me, it's still. I don't know. It's uh, it's. Is there any connection from that thrill to the uh, occasional nocturnal, you know, wedding know. wedding the bed, yeah. so to speak? I don't know. A 2016 study in the Journal of Sex Research finds that one in three people has experimented with paraphilias, which are unusual sexual interests, at some point in their life. Man, how how jaded do you need to get? If you start going into that realm, it's yeah. like the movie Hellraiser. Yeah. In the beginning of Hellraiser, he's this guy is just completely into sadism, and uh, he's he's gone to every level possible, and so he ends up with this cube that uh, that ends up having him communicate with completely vicious dark forces. Mm-hmm. That's the only way he can get off by basically yeah. banging, uh, having Pinhead rip him apart, going to the absolute. Ultimate extreme. Yeah. We've talked about rock stars and their proclivities and sexual fetishes and things like that. You know, the the legendary stories. And you wonder if they just reach a point of boredom with normal sex. I think so. And and they're like, all right, well, I'm going to need a suitcase full of dildos. Maybe. Or I'm going to do what James Brown did or I'm going to do what um, Chuck Berry Berry did because I've done everything else and that doesn't do enough for me anymore. Uh, I don't doubt it. I mean, the, the great suitcases, the great rock and roll deviant suitcases belong to Robert Plant. We've heard Don Henley yeah. um, has a nice little piece of Samsonite. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, physically sharing their love. Mm-hmm. That's physically bull All right. Anyhow, these are just things that I noticed. I am, uh, I'm glad to pass them along. Done. He's passed along usable information, and even some of it was accurate. That's what the noticer does. Some he of, notices things. And some of it was about piss. Some of it's about piss, too. Listen to the podcast if you missed that part. So bear back. Hey gang, we need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher on August 8th or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Believe for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region and 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. Uh, I want to double back to something on the Love You Hate You line, Steve. Somebody was uh, complaining about uh, people seeing school zone lights on. Yes. And people uh, driving slow through school zone uh, when the school zones, when the lights are on this time of year when school is not in session. I noticed it this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and I, I actually, on the weekend. I, I actually, on the weekend, I asked my wife, I said, do you think there's a master switch somewhere without it or a timer? Because we, in, at least... We were within the city of Philadelphia, so we were in Manioc and, and around, and 
And every school zone we were going through, that 15-mile-an-hour sign was, and yes, Nick, it was on the weekend, was flashing. Uh, and I'm like, what? That's surprising. Can you? All right, so it's on the weekend. It's in the summer. Yeah. And the speed limit then is 15 miles per hour. I, is, is a cop going to give you a ticket if you do the speed limit? I, I, don't know. I slowed not, down. I, I think ain't going to risk it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I know the caller was complaining about it, but listen, man, they uh, school zones, I know. Uh, that's one thing that police are pretty damn clear about that they don't let you get away with. I had uh, and And even if it's, yes, yeah, summer and school's not in session, I'm, if the light's on, I'm slowing down. Dude, yeah. I want to get a freaking ticket. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in school zones in the summertime in the regular school hours during the week. You know, it's 345, and that's when school lets out or whatever, and the lights will be flashing. But I'm not seeing it on the weekend, and I've not seen it. Um, I haven't seen it recently either. So I think it's got to be up to the school district to shut it down, right? I just didn't know if there was some sort of citywide thing that was in effect well, or... Hey, I'm, I'm looking at... This is a report out of Houston. I don't know why it was pulled up here. We're, but, we're called Little Houston. Uh, <laughs> but it says over summer, some schools are still open. So it may be summer school class sessions. On the weekend? I don't know, ma'am. You know, I'm not sure. Or it I could, want my country back. Or it could be just a mistake. Because I've yeah. seen when there are extended holidays... Uh, yeah. Sometimes that the it'll still go, it'll yeah. still flash because mm-hmm. it's on a Monday through Friday mm-hmm. schedule. You know what I mean? Do you, so, th- do you think it's on a master switch or a, a, a timer? It's got to be I, right. It's definitely on a timer. Yeah, but I, I don't think that. Uh, I, I think it's. Uh, I, I wouldn't think that it would be district wide. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. Maybe it is district wide. I got I got pinched going through a school zone one time. It's not like I was even speeding. I was actually going the speed limit. But man, it, it just it, it, it sucked. I had. Um, approached the traffic light so i passed the school zone okay then i got stuck at a red light so the red light was probably i don't know a good 25 yards past the uh the school zone so in the course of me being at this red light and then the light turns green i completely forgotten that i was in a school zone oh and then i i proceeded route one no it was right by carnal hara high school so um you know right past the um right past the taco bell there and so I start going, and I wasn't speeding. I think the speed limit's like 35, 40 miles per hour. I definitely was not speeding. Here's the issue. But I got I got pulled over. You were in a Taco Bell zone. Yeah. Which was 15 <laughs> miles an hour well, as well. surprisingly enough, I was uh, eating a taco at the time. So as I was getting pulled over, I'm thinking, oh, my God, am I not allowed to eat while I drive? Because I knew I wasn't. It's possible, yeah. I knew I wasn't speeding. But, I, you know, I feel like if, if there is a stoplight, in the middle of a school zone, that they they need to put a school zone light there as well for for just well, that occasion. A reminder, mm-hmm. because like for example, when I got on, uh, it's um, is it Lancaster I think, or maybe Montgomery. Um, and you pass a couple of schools, and it is clearly marked where this school zone begins and where it ends. Yeah. And uh, what bugs the f out of me is when I'm traveling the appropriate 15 miles an hour, and there's some dude on your on your ass. Uh-huh. Like, dude, I'm not. You, you can go you around. Go me. around. That's yeah. fine. Because I think isn't a an infraction within a school zone double the normal? No, it's not like a um. I, well, like a work site. Don't quote yeah. me on that, but uh, I don't think it's like a work site. I, I don't recall. Getting a really huge fine for uh, for going. They shot out your tires, <laughs> <laughs> but some school zones are longer than others. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it depends on how big the school. See, them elementary, elementary school, it's smaller. Yeah. Let me go to Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hey guys, and you get why? And you get why? All right, Andrew, you are a police officer. Uh yes, ten years. All right. Now. What can you tell us? The, the school zone lights only apply when school's in session. That's part of the vehicle code. If you uh, if school's not in session, you don't have to abide by the uh, flashing school zone lights. All right, so uh, Andrew, well, am, am I am I loony uh, in in uh, observing that the uh, the lights have seemed to have been on for quite a while? 
no, and it's not just there. We there's there's a lot of schools I know of where they because uh, uh, at least the schools where I work, I work in one of the townships out in suburbs, and uh, the schools where I work, you know, sometimes they forget to, to shut them to shut off. them off. I thought so. All right, so do you know if it's are in a lot of cases is it a centralized master switch or timer or do uh, each are there multiple points of on and off uh, at <laughs> switching? At our schools, it's, it's one you know there's one way to, to switch it deactivated inside the school. All right, um, sort of going out to the box and you know manually now that's, it off. I, I think what Steve means master switch for all of the schools, right? For yeah. all the schools in a certain district. No, no, right. not that I've, I've never heard of that. No, All right. Just, well, okay. All right, but you're saying if school isn't in session, you don't have to abide by the flashing lights. Just rip no, on but, through there. <laughs> even myself, you know, I don't, you know, like say it's a, you know, say it's a Rosh Hashanah holiday or something. Yeah. And some schools have lost some don't. I don't take the chance a lot of times during the school year because... I don't. I don't know every school when they're in session or when they're not. And you don't. That's you're exactly right. And, and why? Why play with the? Yeah. You know, getting a ticket. Yeah, I definitely would. It, it's it's never nine miles long, but it it can be a pain in the ass if you're driving around a lot. Yep. All right. Thank you, right, Andrew. Guys, take yep. Take, take care, care, ma'am. We'll see you. All right. Hang on. We have a couple things. Uh, we have another police officer. I'm going to go to him first. Uh, this is Bob. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Hey, Bob. All right. So the flashing lights. What did you want to tell us? All right, so here's the situation. We don't know whether school's in session or not. We don't get a memo saying, hey, we're, we got class today. But you'd hate to be the guy that drives through a 50 mile an hour and gets hit. You know, so my best advice heed the stop sign or heed, heed the flashing light just automatically as soon as school's open. Yes, we do have a soft spot for kids and traffic <laughs> situations. Yes, right, <laughs> totally. Uh, I don't want to. You know what I mean? I'll, yeah. I'll write a guy for passing a bus in a second. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Bob, by the way, would, would there, do you have any idea if any schools might turn those lights on because they're having some sort of summer session for some kids? I mean, it depends on whatever's going on locally. Okay. They might, they might say, hey, we got something going on, so, you know, right. school is in session. Yeah. But typically, we don't know, just like you guys don't know. All right. You know, and unless you're an extremely small area, then, then you might know. Yeah. But just in general, heed the lights. All right, you good. Because that, that's a massive I, I will yeah. honestly, I'll get out, put the car in neutral, and push it through the zone just to hedge my bets. <laughs> that's a yeah. idea. Yeah. I mean, it's as yeah, safe that's, as that's I can get. All right. Today would be a great idea with the, with the temperature to do that. To I think so. Car, yeah. yeah, with my snorkel jacket on. Yeah. yeah. All right, thanks, Bob. We appreciate it, man. See you later. By the way, this is pulled up. The speed limit in Pennsylvania school zone is 15 miles per hour. If you are caught speeding there, you will receive a fine and three points are added to your driving record. That's hefty. Whoa. That yeah. is hefty. If you're clocked at 11 miles over the speed limit, the fine is $35 plus $2 for each mile greater than five over the speed limit. Now, if you have three points and you get one more point, that's lethal injection territory. It is, is it not? not. No, it is oh, not. Oh, it is not. No, I think it's electric chair. All right, electric so, chair. Yep, they uh, they do that now. Uh, <laughs> let me go to Jordan is a former township worker. All hey, right. Jordan, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? Yeah, nothing. Um, we used to, I used to uh, work on them, uh, and it's basically a little timer inside them school zones, and okay. it's all PennDOT regulated. So PennDOT sets the times that the schools coordinate with them, and then we would go out, turn them on when school starts up, and then 
But when it ends, we go out and shut them all off for the summer. So it's up to you guys, the, the township worker, to do it. There's not a, a the principal or, or an electric. Yeah, the schools really don't have much involved with it. Okay, so, so PennDOT sets the rule. They 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 plan out the times. They coordinate with the the school district, and then a uh, a, a city worker has to come out. A and... city worker or a. a company has a contract. Okay, this is traffic lights or street light maintenance. Right. This is at the end of the school year. This is not every day. You're not going and turning on all the school lights and then shutting No, them not every, no. Right. Right. no there's a yeah. timer in there you'd program because we would have schools call up sometimes and say, hey, we want to add a time. And it was like, you can't just do that. You have to get PennDOT. Yeah. Okay. Time. So what do you think would be uh, the cause of, of uh, so many, and I personally encountered them, school zones with the lights on and blinking over the weekend? Probably the timer might be messed up. Something internally right. with the timer inside, you know, usually. Well, I keep a couple so, of screwdrivers in the car. I'll see if I can <laughs> adjust some them. Of them are, some, of, some of them are older. So, you know, it's like basically it's you go around, you turn the switch on, go through the program, and see you know, if everything's set, and you walk away from it. And unless somebody actually calls it in and reports it, the people that work on them don't really know. It pisses know? me off, and it blows Thanks, my man. mind how, how few people realize, you know, the even like with the buses, when the you know the stop and the the, the blinking lights and you know you got to stop or crossing guards they don't give them the right away you know right. and when they're walking kids across the street now we're right. out of school right now but you know it pisses me off oh there's a crossing guard in uh, on Still Road in like the Drexel Hill Hill area he's so great he wears like Mickey Mouse gloves and he waves to everybody I love That's that cool. That's yeah, cool. yeah. He, he doesn't even work for the district let me go to Lewis hey Lewis good morning good morning hey what's up bud. Yes, I was saying um, my son is actually back on school. He's autistic, so it's like a special school. They're back on school for like three years a week. All right, so okay. Special education classes? Yeah. Okay. All right, so they may have extended uh, periods of school, and yeah. that that would lead them to uh, having the school zones uh, still needed. All right. Okay. Still the weekend, though. <laughs> Something's amiss. Thanks, Luis. I appreciate Gonna it. Gonna have to man. look into it. Maybe I have to go undercover. Yeah. I do have a couple of wigs left. I, that is the time <laughs> that I will I will do the speed limit to the number. Yes, always. Just because I know that the that cops can get you for it, and they and they they're serious about it. I mean, they, you know, they, yeah. you can't mess around with kids uh, being around. No, and then you, you're just a fool to do that. You yeah. obviously you don't want to. That's why I always thought it was hilarious about the, uh, the 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 thing about the baby on board thing. Yeah. Well, there's no baby on, on board, so I can randomly drive into this vehicle. And I have. Fine. I have come up behind people and not realized that I'm a school zone and gone, why yeah. are you driving yeah, yeah, yeah. so slow? <laughs> yeah. like, you oh. stupid you bastard! Then I feel like a complete okay. ass. <laughs> and then you realize you're in a funeral procession as well. <laughs> right. You ever have to um, go for a suspension on the weekend or like a extended detention or anything like of that? Of course. Yeah. 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 And then that's when you hung out with Molly Ringwald, Preston. You remember that? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> right. And then I got uh, eight extra well, weeks added on. Here's a question. Can a funeral procession go through a, a school zone <laughs> at a uh, at a regular speed? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Right, I'm just trying to play the system here a little bit. Uh, no, I never had to do weekend detention. Did you guys? Yeah, that sucked. Yeah? Yeah. For what? Uh, man, I don't, maybe pulling fire alarm? Um, but it was, you, uh, it was, yeah. You pulled Dude, fire listen, okay. you could, you could. At the Catholic school, you didn't have to do much. You just had to accrue five demerits. Yes. Sometimes if you got in trouble more than once, that would it would mm-hmm. automatically go to a Saturday suspension. It was just very bizarre being on campus, on school, uh, on the weekend. It How just, long would you was, have to stay? Two hours? Uh, uh, yeah, depending on the um, severity it, of your crime. They stayed all, all virtually all day for the breakfast club. Yeah, that was did, a- did you guys have ISS? 
Yes. Yeah. 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 We uh, had ISS, OSS, which is the most severe. That was yeah. out of school suspension. And right. then there was night suspension, which was actually wasn't bad because you could just uh, we had OPD. Do, do your uh, homework. Night suspension? Yeah, NSS. Okay. Um, and what so was you, that? You had to stay at school at night? It was just a different form of detention. So, yeah, you'd go in from like 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., but it was quiet hours. Why don't you come in tonight, Nick? And, uh... <laughs> no, are you kidding? I, I got, I think, one detention my entire uh, school career. Did you and cry? I, Casey, I. I didn't even know what to do with. Her. I went home and I was like, oh, "They gave me a detention, mom." She, she was whipping herself like the monk in the Da Vinci Code. Right. Yeah, what'd you do? I think I was like four seconds late to class. You know, like the bell rang and, oh I, was my late, God. and I got a detention. I couldn't. I, I couldn't tried to get it. here on time. I really did. <laughs> Meanwhile, you guys know Queen B, who I went. You know, my best yeah. friend from high school. She, I mean, just constantly had detention. It was forever detention. And it's really not she that would bad. Get, she not. would get in school in school suspension all the time. So she would bring her pillow so that she could nap on oh the desk. God. They well, let event, her do no, that. No, eventually okay. they called her mom. And they were like, you know what? Get her out of here. She has to be suspended at home. She can't come in anymore. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I had an in-school um, session, like for an hour, I had to, because a, a, a guy and I got into a fight, mm-hmm. and that was it. But I, I don't, I oh, don't ever remember having out-of-school detention. Yeah, fights were big-time uh, suspension. You get in a lot of trouble for that. That was often out-of-school suspension. If I you kicked his ass. That was uh, yeah. twenty and four in my high school. What's so that mean? Twenty after-school detentions, four Saturdays. Oh, so it was wow. a fight. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Really? For a fight? For a fight. And it didn't Damn. matter if you instigated it or no, not. Both so, parties were that, involved. My, my little brother was attacked in the um, uh, cafeteria and basically just had to defend himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, That's what bar- I did. Barely even threw a punch and still got 20 and 4. Is that uh, the I threw many as, punches. Mm-hmm. As demerits? Uh, yeah, there's 20 demerits. And, okay. yeah, so, but... Yes, we didn't, we you, didn't have those. We, you were handed a slip, and on the same slip was, you know, fighting, smoking, lying, cheating... And late for class, that's, that's you know. Catholic, so. Yeah, because we come like the schools that I went to. The um, you would get detention if you had not paid all your hookers the proper uh, right. You know, that, sure. I mean, it was, it was they were a lot more lenient, but it, a fight was definitely something that they would pay attention I, to. I got in one fight in school, and my mom got scared, and then we moved to Bel Air. <laughs> anyway, no, I got I got in one little fight, uh, and. Uh, so at my, and I've told you guys this story before, but we had corporal punishment. So I got, yeah. uh, I got beat with a leather strap, uh, for that. Yeah. Oh, oh, do you guys ever remember having, no, no, at, no school. at school, at school, they beat you with a leather strap. Absolutely. Did I have a teacher. Yes. Yeah. I had corporal punishment too. You, yeah. it used to be fairly common and they quite literally made you grab your ankles. Yeah. Well, how yep. old were you? I was in uh, fifth grade. And just move a little into the light. Oh, <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, Did the other person get the, the lather strap as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. We both got it. Wow. Yeah. Right, I'm going to pretend you're Emilio is today. Oh, my yeah, God. They call them licks. You get three licks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude. It's like a Tootsie Pop. <laughs> you're not and it took three licks to get to the tire. It's chocolate in both of them. Um, Dude. Stop it. <laughs> so did the teachers hold back, or did they give you three licks? Like, you boom. Solid smacks. Wow. One, two, three. A three. Yeah. A three. A three. Um, three I, licks. You hear all of the um, horror stories about um, corporal punishment in Catholic school, but I, I had never experienced that. that was, did I they think, have it? It was long gone by, by the time I had gotten to school. Now, okay. my cousin, who is um, like 18 years older than me, uh, yeah, he got his ass handed to him. Wow. I received... Uh, a, a spanking, a, yeah. a, a little bit of a, and it wasn't really 
I mean, I, like it wasn't like you know the the, the horror stories of welts being uh, mm-hmm. you know raised and all that stuff. It was it was it was more just a quick. Yeah, know, mine you know. stung. I mean, yeah. I wasn't crying or anything by the end of it, but, but it was humiliating. There are no schools that have corporal punishment anymore, right? I have no idea. That's North why Korea kids are soft these days, right. Nick. Little pussies. Yes, I, I just I, <laughs> the potential for lawsuits would seem to me to be overwhelming, and therefore uh, they wouldn't allow it. I don't. I think most parents would be cool with having their children beaten by teachers. <laughs> <laughs> On the opposite end of that spectrum, there was a uh, a gal I was talking to last night at the bitch box uh, party. And she was talking about, uh, I think it was her son who goes to a school in Philly. And for the birthday, uh, what was it? You either get, you can either get high fives or kisses from whom? For the number of from years, the custodian, from the teacher. Oh, oh, for your birthday. All right, Wait, time for your kiss. Yeah, kisses, kisses. Yeah, it was a private school. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was kind of interesting. Is that what you opted like, for, Ooh. Kathy, in school? Maybe. Kisses. Yeah. I kissed Kevin everybody. Back of the limo. Uh, hang on a second. I, I think kisses would be a big issue. Well, it's. I mean, it's a private school, so you can, uh, you yeah. can decide to be a part tongue of it. Tongue or no or tongue. Yeah, tongue. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a private school. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. what you paid yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, We didn't go with the tongue package. Yeah. All right, hang on. Let me go to uh, Max. Hey, Max, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Max, you went to military school. I did. All right. What was detention like with that? Well, I luckily never had to do it, but you saw people doing it all the time because during lunchtime, mm-hmm. they would let you eat your lunch, and then they would take you out because the, the school was two buildings, and they would take you out into the parking lot that was between the two. Mm-hmm. And we had the we learned rifle drills, so like how to like march with rifles and stuff. And they just made you do carry rifles around for about an hour. They weighed about like fourteen pounds. Okay, so so carry it out in front of you at like parade rest, or I mean, uh, um, yeah, or yeah, yeah, pretty much. Present arms. Not like right out in front of you. So I mean, like present arms. Marching, it would be like on your shoulder. Oh, okay. So so doing doing drills. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Because there is a position, and you're 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 exactly right, Preston. With with, in 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 the formal um, present arms, present arms, holding it out in front of you. And if you held that for a stretch of time, that that would would suck. That would get. uh, Yeah, that would suck after a while. Uh, let me go to, hang on a second here. Yeah, let me go to, let me go to Vinny. Hey, Vinny, good morning. Hey, morning. Hey, what's up, Vinny? Hey, I went to a uh, Catholic high school, and my freshman year, one of my teachers, I think he was 22 or 23 or something like that, real young, look young, fresh out of college. Yeah. And I'm very Italian, and I said with, like, a a heavy Italian accent, his name was, his name was, uh, Tom. I said, hey, Tommy, how you doing? Yeah. Instantly took my ID, wrote me up for forty five demerits. <laughs> I had I had detention every Thursday and Thursday after school and Saturday morning for an entire month. Wow. We're saying Tommy, how you doing? Hey, I um hey, Tommy, how you doing? I called my teacher dude one time and uh, it wasn't even like I was trying to be disrespectful. Yeah. It was like one of those things where I was like, hey, dude. I, uh, dude, I don't I don't know, you know. And it was Sister Dude. No, no, it was Mr. Quinn. He oh. actually uh he's come here a couple of times. His doctor is a skin doctor's in this building. Oh, okay. And he's come here to say hi, but I, I I've never been here when he gets here. But he so I had to go after school, and his big thing was writing on the chalkboard. So I had to oh. write on the chalkboard, 100 milk bottles sitting on a wall, one fell down, 99 left. 99 milk bottles sitting on a wall, and I had to do that. Comma, oh. dude. Dude. Uh. I was like, ah. he's, he's like, what did you call me? And I was like, 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What did I call you? I have no idea what I called you. Yeah, you, you weren't know? calling him something. You were just using a filler word. Right, that You right. had gotten used to, to using. A sentence time. enhancer. Yeah, a sentence yeah. enhancer. <laughs> uh, and, and, oh, man, that sucks. Uh, uh, I, I loved him. He was yeah. a great teacher. Yeah, yeah he just. Wouldn't stand in for one, it. One of my nah. worst encounters in school, fourth grade, happened in the cha- uh, with the chalkboard. Mr. Harris asked me to erase the chalkboard. <laughs> yes. I erased the effing chalkboard. Now, the, the assignments for next day were on it. No. He, he didn't say, erase the chalkboard, but. Yeah. And so he freaked out. He threw a desk across the room. I mean, he went nuts. Whoa. Yeah. Um, there is a, so that Ice Cube Charlie uh, Day movie. Um, was it School Fight? Or, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all around like that. It's the last day of school, and there's all these senior pranks. This is a great prank. So um, up on the, instead of a chalkboard, it's a dry erase board. Yeah. And there's a picture of a cat that somebody drew. Yeah. And uh, so Charlie, he's like, "Oh, come on!" You know, and he goes to erase the cat. But what he doesn't realize is that in permanent marker hidden inside the cat is a penis. So <laughs> as he erases the cat, there's just a giant penis on oh, the board. That's hilarious. If you can pull up that scene, it is so great. I mean, that fist fight is the name of the movie. Oh, fist fight, yes. And that movie's oh. based loosely on another movie called Three O'Clock High. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just with the with teachers. But yeah, it's oh, a great movie. There were, there were a few uh, uh, pretty good laughs in that movie. Wow, I gotta see that. All right, mm-hmm. anyhow, well, listen, uh, I'm sorry we headed down this path, but we were talking about school zones and... Uh, Bottom line is, from a couple of police officers, even if it seems like the uh, the the lights are not running while, or they are running while school is not in session, you should pay attention to the light. I would uh, just to, to hedge your bets and and not uh, not get anything. All right, we need to take a break. Stay with us. Like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity on Demand. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. And the Bizarre File today is brought to you by McGuff Bus Company. It's now hiring. Earn industry top dollar. Get guaranteed hours, yearly raises, and monthly bonuses. Love where you work at McGuffBus.com. That's M-C-G-O-U-G-H Bus.com. Russian media is reporting that the American toilet on the International Space Station burst late last week, spilling gallons of fluid that astronauts had to twit towels. Oh, my God. That is... That's the ultimate perceived space nightmare. A plumbing problem in space. Uh, A A source told Sputnik News, which is closely affiliated with the Russian government, uh, that the toilet in the U.S. section of the ISS malfunctioned on Friday. Attention, attention, Moscow. We are hitting (laughs) self-destruct. Spilling water into the microgravity environment. Water is precious. Uh, It's a precious resource on the ISS where filtration systems recycle shower water, sweat, and urine even. Uh, So astronauts separated the water supply line and the liquid leaked. Over 10 liters of water leaked before the problem was fixed and the crew had to collect the water using towels. But they got to take it. That's the time you take your space walk. Yep. Uh, after a Popeye's chicken robber could not open a cash register, New Orleans police said he resorted to making off with 
fried chicken instead. <laughs> so it's good chicken. The man entered the Popeyes just around noon on Monday and attempted to steal money from the register, but the register wouldn't budge. So he just grabbed some fried chicken and took mm, off out of the business. Chicken. Uh, police later located and arrested Philip Lee on allegations of simple robbery and simple battery. I got away with $7 worth of chicken. Uh, Here's one that didn't go well either, a crime that didn't. The carjacking did not go as planned for a gunman on Monday night. He used his gun to tap on a driver's side window of a car. He ordered the 33-year-old male driver to get out of the car and then demanded his keys. The victim stepped out of the car but refused to hand over the keys. The gunman pointed the gun at the victim's feet and pulled the trigger several times, but the gun wouldn't fire. The victim tossed his car keys, and both he and the gunman raced to get the keys. (laughs) Why the guy throw the keys in the first place? He was going to run after him. I don't know. But as they ran, ran, the gunman dropped his cell phone, and the victim picked it up. The gunman apparently got to the car keys first, but police say he was left negotiating with the victim to try and trade the keys for his (laughs) phone. Uh Uh-uh. After the swap, the gunman ran off without getting any of the victim's property, the car, the keys, none of it. All um, right, here's the deal. I'll give you the car and the keys if you give me a lift. Uh, the police say the victim was uninjured and they are searching for the attacker. All right, let me know what you think about this story. A fisherman and moderator of a popular Facebook group has used the body of a dead shark as a bong promoting widespread criticism on social media. This happened again. Uh, The video, which appears on popular group Fried Fishing Australia, shows the man holding the lifeless body of a small shark with a pipe stuck between (sighs) its head and another pipe protruding below its fin. Was there a similar story to this like a year and a half ago or defiling a shark body? Remember, somebody got into trouble for that? Yeah, but I don't think it Maybe was... Maybe it was not a bong. I don't yeah. think it was a bong. The man then lights the pipe sucking from it before exhaling, appearing to laugh, speak while saying, uh, while uh, the Baby Shark Kid song is playing in the background. <laughs> uh, the group defended the post, explained that the shark was, quote, caught by my mate while we were fishing for mangrove jacks on Friday after two nights left in the icebox, I came up with the idea. There is no possible way the shark was alive. Um, in a follow-up post, Fried Fishing Australia said that the complaints have led police to visiting the man in the video. Uh, and he wrote on uh, Facebook, I just want to say thanks to the bunch of souks who have complained to the point of the police visiting. Honestly, I quit, he said. All right, so it's just like a shark that was already in, captured in a... Uh, it was dead. Dead, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like he jumped in it. Uh, no, I think this is pretty funny. The, yeah. the Facebook group is known for posting gory pictures and videos of sea creatures caught by an individual who had once been identified as commercial fisherman Billy Brisbane, uh, or Brislane. He posted photos of himself after catching five bull sharks in one day at McClary River. Uh, but he said, by the way, it wasn't weed he was smoking through. It was tobacco. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rwanda said on Tuesday that it had signed a $400 million deal to produce bottled gas from Lake Kivu, which this is the bizarre part about it. This lake emits such dense clouds of methane. Yes. It's known as one of Africa's killer lakes. What? So they had a whole series on Nat Geo. There was a story about one village right off to the side of a lake. A lot of people in this lake. There was um, the gas formed. It was a particularly humid night. The gas cloud moved off the lake through the village and killed everyone oh. while, while they slept. Oh Steve, this might have been in Cameroon because okay. there was one where it actually exploded and killed nearly 1,800 people. Oh, so the, the lake, the very neat the the, the gas rises in this lake. Yep. 
and then they finally realize they have to start tapping the gas or else it's going to keep happening over and over and over again. So this gas will settle in places, and yeah, if it gets ignited, kaboom, man. Yeah, (laughs) a little worse than that, but... Uh, so the project would suck gas from the lake's deep floor and bottle it for use, and this should in turn help prevent toxic gas bubbling to the surface. I was I had not <laughs> been familiar with exploding lakes until I looked that up. Terrific. Yeah. All right, then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. Uh, chances are you probably haven't gotten so mad that you drove an ambulance off the road or threatened cops with a machete. No. It all started on a stretch of I-10 in Mobile County, Alabama. Police Department received a call detailing... A pretty terrible scene. The driver of an 18-wheeler had run an ambulance off the road and then proceeded to do so with just about every other car that tried to pass him, and it was all caught on somebody's dash cam. This dude is, like... Actively running people off the road. Yeah, an ambulance. It's like a uh, duel. Yeah, the ambulance drivers were among the first to report the incident to the police when they saw the erratic driver. They turned on their lights in an attempt to get the man behind the wheel to pull over. Instead, he ran them off the road. There's video of this. Other cars attempting to pass trucks suffered the same fate. Several other calls were placed during the, uh, uh, the event. The driver hit two other cars before police got there, but the man wasn't backing down so easily. He tried to outrun police by crossing the state line into Mississippi. It's unclear where or why the trucker stopped, but he eventually did, and this is when cops found out he was wielding a machete. Uh, Do you know what had happened? They tried to explain it. They think this might have been in a cassette, got caught in a stereo, and was playing the Baby Shark song. Oh, well. Okay. Just couldn't. (laughs) These are things that need to be done. Uh, so the highway was shut down and uh, police engaged with the angry driver for almost five hours and it took an astonishing combination of smoke bombs, tear gas, and flashbangs to get the guy to surrender. Could have killed a lot of people. Yeah, multiple felonies, by the way. This guy's going to go to jail for a while. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Hey, gang, we need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher on August 8th or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Plead for Preston and Steve Blood Drive from the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services Region and 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. Uh, there was a time where uh, living in the day world for me personally was was fun and I, but I wanted to be out of it I wanted to find that special someone That's someone special which I did the you're wind, only human the wind in my sails yeah <laughs> and uh but you know it is so fun to watch um people go through their dating lives and now with social media you have you have an open window to that world it's so hilarious sometimes and in the news there's like nine different stories involving all of this yeah. uh, the, the dating apps dating uh services i i came across a a story about a uh a woman who was at a bar and she was with a friend and met a guy and uh kind of uh it wasn't really a date but they were hanging out and at through the course of her Hanging out with this guy, 
uh, he had said that he had some friends meeting her him at this place. And as the friends started to show up, she started to realize that this guy had not only set up uh, a couple of dates to meet him at this particular bar. Through the course of the evening, he had six different women come by and six. meet him. Yes, that, in one establishment that he was going to try to juggle through the evening. Why would you do that? Well, he's I, I an think, idiot, first of all. He's yeah. trying for a personal best, I guess so. Yeah, and so she chronicled this whole thing on Twitter, and the girls ended up. She she made it a a uh, a mission uh, to let the other ladies know what was going on because after one or two of them came, she re- she realized what was going on. So she the girls in in the end ended up kind of banding together. They become friends and hanging yeah. out and uh, and kind of bashing on this guy. So what? I, I just you look I, confused. Why? I don't understand why anybody would. It's, well, it's so hard. Six is extreme. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who's a serial dater, and uh, she uses all sorts of different websites um, and dating sites, including Plenty of Fish. You guys heard of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plenty of Fish in the Sea. Yeah, and and so um, she routinely, because time is um, um, an, a premium, I guess, will set up two. And so she'll go to one happy hour and meet a guy there, and it's it, you. she presets it so that, like, all right, we're going to go get a drink, happy hour, and uh, then I have other plans at 6.30 or 7 or whatever. And then she'll go get dinner with somebody else at 8 or 8.30. Yeah. Two seems manageable, um, although a little nutty. And they're different places. And they're different places. Six, right. that's just insane. I had I had three in one place at one time. Wow. You did? God. Yeah. And yeah. it was a photo <laughs> match. No. No, it was, it was difficult. Now, it, I wasn't, I didn't set, it, it just happened to... Oh my God! Sure, she's here. You, you look who showed up. You know it was that type of thing. Okay, so, so you you hadn't planned it. They no. it was just you gotta leave. I yeah. was at, I was at a bar. What the hell are you doing here? This is in the Kenny Knight days. And oh, you so you're a you're a I you're, was working. You're a DJ and a happening gig. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you're playing and, all the hits. And so one was uh, a girl, and I wasn't like exclusively dating anybody at the time. I didn't have a quote unquote girlfriend. Listen. I'm a wild stallion. You can't <laughs> tie me down, and you don't want to tie me down. But I'll ne- I'll never forget it because it was a crazy night. And uh, what'd you do? Uh, I I kept them sep in separate parts of the bar, and so I'm working. So it's easy for me to bop around from play. Hey, I'll be right back. I have to go do this. You know? Did you pretend you were your own visiting cousin from England? No. Who did that? My name. <laughs> it's always right. <laughs> Didn't Peter Brady do that one Something time? Like yeah, yeah. Jack Tripper. He right, was yeah, Austin yeah. from Texas. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 But I uh, I, I remember going around and, and one one gal was a uh, was a record rep who didn't even live in the area. Wow. And happened wow. to be there. Another girl was a girl I was just kind of, you know, testing the waters out. Right, just we, finger stuff. No, yeah, I'd have been full even, blown at that Really? Point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you can. Oh, that's, that's how we test around in yeah. Missouri. Yeah. Let's <laughs> test around, full intercourse, and if things work out, we'll go to... Dude. I was in my 20s. Yes. I worked at a, you know, for a radio station. I was doing bar stuff. But anyhow. You had Kenny 90s to give away. I did. And then an, another girl was the, uh, um, she was, she was a, a, a suntan oil rep for the bikini contest that was going on there that night. And so I'm going. Quite a juggling act there. Place to place. Yeah. That's right, Kenny. Right, Kenny. Kenny. And, uh, and they all want to go home with you. Yeah. That was a good night, man. You were, you were a good Kenny night. That was a good night, uh, and I did end up with uh, with one of them. I I had, to, I had to go. Well, I forgot how I ended up making that happen. How did you? How did you shear off the other two? Or, or did you let the evening decide? Well, I was there till closing time. 
So I'd, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll meet you later type of thing. So I'll was never it, forget because... Was it ho- just you and the three girls in the place? I'll never forget because the, uh, uh, the hockey player Guy Carvino was there. Oh, <laughs> Guy Carvino. <laughs> he was, he was playing with the St. Louis Blues. Well, Tony Twist might move now because Guy Carvino is going to get all the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> so you... you, you um, what determined which was the lucky recipient of... Uh, Kenny Knight, the one who liked butt stuff. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, one. Which one of you ladies likes butt stuff? <laughs> so you snuck out the back door <laughs> to go right. to the back door. That's right. Oh, uh, wow! Uh, I have never had anything like that. That was it. Was kind of it was kind of scary and exciting. And, and did you feel alive? And I did. Yeah. There were three girls in one place that that wanted me, little old me. So in a bizarre way, I was really happy. Can you that. understand this guy's? Thing, this guy's an idiot. He invited them all to be there. I didn't. It I, was happenstance. Yeah. They they just I they knew where I was going to be. They ended up there. Boom! I well, love- the 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 um uh, the the, oil, the suntan oil so, chick had to work that night. I have so to she, was there anyway. <laughs> I have to do this. I'm sorry. I've oil thing. Um, oh, I actually met my wife when I was uh, like I was dating a, a couple of people at the same time, and everyone knew that I was dating a couple of people. But the idea of going on a date, <laughs> mm-hmm. unbeknownst to everyone at the same time, it just seems totally yeah. Horish. By the way, somebody texted and said, "Were you also wearing your Mrs. Doubtfire costume?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm movie. I'll be right back. Yeah. I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, hang on, let me go to Paul. Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Gadzooks. buddy, what's up, man? So I had the exact same situation as you did. Uh, I worked at a restaurant, and I wasn't exclusively dating any of these girls, but I had three come in all at the same time uh two of them actually worked at the restaurant with me one had gone off to college but i was 17 at the time so i was kind of seeing one of the hostesses hostess came in and sat in the front of the restaurant the college chick came back and surprised me and so she was sitting back in the dining room and the other girl came in and texted me and said hey i'll be there around closing (laughs) oh man came in an hour early so i had one at the dining area one in the bar area and then i had one come and sit in like kind of like the back room and waited for me to close the restaurant and i ended up going home with her so for about two hours yeah i had three of them in the restaurant all at the same time and none of them knew that i was dating the other ones and you and you put you pulled it off paul I pulled it off. Later in the bathroom. I have no idea. But I was a busboy, so I was like, oh, I'll be right back. Hold on a second. I got to bust this table. And all the guys in my back room were just howling at me because I was just running lines trying to talk to each one of these girls and give them equal time. Well, horrifying and exciting at the same time. You felt alive. There you go. Paul, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's scary that that somebody's going to find out something, and then on the on the other end, dude, I got three girls at one. Listen, you're Kenny Knight. Uh, <laughs> no, that was an anomaly. That, yeah, that was yeah, uh, that was pretty awesome. Uh, they, yep. uh, but dangerous. Six in this douche invites six, six people. people. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and because he wants to increase his odds of getting some, that that's night. it. You know. And then I, I would imagine there are also tales on the other side. You show up, you, you're going on a date, and then you realize that uh, you're yeah. not the only one. Oh, sure. Yeah, I couldn't. I, 
it's mind-boggling. I can't even imagine doing anything like that. I'm just trying to figure out. Uh, this guy's a douche because he invited six girls, right? Yes. If six girls that he was dating just so happened to show up in the same place at the same time. I would also say that you, cool. you should be open <laughs> and with uh, if you're dating. When I was dating again, yeah. and I, as I said, I met my wife and that shut everything down because she was the one. But um, I was honest and upfront with everybody, and I wasn't being duplicitous at all. So you know, it'd be fine. But uh, yes, but you can't you can't be dating multiple people and then not alert them to that fact. Here you go, Kathy. This says uh, I juggled Kathy's cousin, a guy I had just met a few days before, and a coworker who had a crush on me. And get this, it was at Guppies. Oh, so it was cousin Dan. <laughs> cousin you know, Dan, you trust know. me, he was oh. juggling you too. <laughs> Dan wow. came to the mixer at Revel, right? Uh, he juggled the the mixer. As yeah, well. yeah. He juggled at the mixer and then he went. Remember, left, he, he left the he, mixer. He, he he left the mixer with somebody. It was when we were at Revel. At Revel, he went up to the room. He. Poor Dan. I hope he's all right with this. Anyway, uh, he got lucky, and then the girl left, and he went back out yeah. to another uh, casino where his friend's band was playing. I was going up the escalator to my room at the end of the night, and he was coming down the escalator because he had just been up in his room <laughs> with, with her. With, with the condom, right. ha- yeah. condom half zipped up. Seriously. Yeah. And why not? Exactly. Why not? Yeah. Go for it. Uh, let me go to Drew. Hey, Drew, good morning. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. What's up, buddy? All right. So I got a story for this uh, three girls in the same situation deal. So when I was in undergrad, I was in a fraternity, Mm -hmm. and we were putting on, like, our big party of the year. So everybody was inviting friends from home to kind of show off and say, hey, come get plastered with us and whatnot. So I invited up the girl that I was seeing from home uh, to come and hang out. Unbeknownst to me, my current fling in undergrad who I intentionally didn't invite, got invited by another uh, fraternity (laughs) member, as well as my ex-girlfriend, who I was still sort of amicable with. Uh He got invited also. So it ended up all three of them in the same house. Uh, Uh, So what did you do? How did you juggle it? Yeah. All right. So I sort of did what Preston was doing at the bar. I sort of like quarantined each one of them to a separate area. We sort of have, like, <laughs> I think you have something. You might have malaria. Uh, stay here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> something like that. Um, to make a long story short, the night ended uh, sort of uh, anticlimactically. Nothing ended up happening. I got uh, way too drunk and ended up passing out in my room. Oh. Whiskey D. I completely blew it. Huh. Drew. <laughs> But I mean, listen, I that, that happens. You're listen. You're you're in a fraternity, and and yeah, you don't you don't realize that yet. But you, you at least you kept them apart from each other, right? Yes. Uh, one of them started to kind of catch on because they were they were drunk too, and they were starting to pull me around and like, come dance with me, you know, come dance with me, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that was man, that was probably four or five years ago now. Uh, <laughs> And they all know about the story now. I'm friends with all of them. Uh-huh. Well, that's cool that you're able to keep so that. I, you know, I think it'd be hard pressed. You'd be hard pressed to keep them from being very pissed off at you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of just told them the story, each, uh, each all right. the story at different times, just because it's a funny thing to hear sure. about. I guess. Sure. All right. Thanks, Drew. All right. I got to go to this call. Um, Sean has an interesting story here. Uh, Sean. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, so you've had a uh, you've had a three in one night uh, situation before. Yeah, yeah. It was my buddy's twenty third birthday. We were at a local bar, and uh, 
when we came up to the bar, there was uh, three women in there that I knew. One of them was my buddy's mother. And, oh. <laughs> no. All right, keep going. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, it was, it was a it was a bad situation for a good night. Uh, we all we, was the, was the, so was the mom attractive? Very. She she had it going, man. I mean, she was wearing a tight dress, heels. I mean, she had the whole nine going. Yeah. Okay? But. Um, about an hour into the night, you know, we were all doing shots and, um, you know, we both started getting a little drunk and this song from Eric church came on drinking my hand. Uh, and she, she walked over to me and just started hooking up with me out of the random. This is the mom. This is the mom. Where's your buddy at this point in time? He's making out with your dad. <laughs> yeah. No, he he was three seats down from me. He looks over and he's flipping. Out. Of course, oh, yeah, no you're making out with his mother. Ma! Ma! <laughs> <laughs> the same That's time. what we do. <laughs> no. He he didn't find out till two months later, but uh, I actually went into the parking lot. In the same oh. night, and had his mother. But you, you banged his mom. Yes, I. Holy his mom. f! Are you still friends with him? He's okay, his we, dad. No, stop. I was I was at his wedding last month. How did how yeah, did though. you how did you <laughs> fix that one? Jack Daniels was a <laughs> Jack was Daniels. A, you banged his mom. Hey, she was single and available. I couldn't help it. But in, in, in the same night, not only couldn't did help I have it. his mom. I couldn't help it. All right. Not only, I, not only did I have his mom, but in the same night, I hooked up and danced with two other girls with his mom. So Okay. So mom's a hoe, big time. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, she was, she was getting banged in the parking lot that night. It didn't matter who. Yeah. It, it didn't I have something to show you. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I that's right out of Penthouse Forum. Yeah, that is. I, and, you know what? I, ha- I had to share because I'm hearing all these stories about being in the same bar, but you know, I, I was I was living it that night. Well, was the mom at the wedding? Yes. She, she she brought it up. She never she'll never she'll never let it down. Is she currently married? No. All right. No, she's still single. Does she come after you now and then? Do you guys correspond at all? Text messages, sexting, anything like that? D pics? No, 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 I'm married now. How old is she? She well, I was twenty I was twenty two and she was forty eight. Okay. <laughs> but you said but she was so she's that's uh are you are you firmly in cougar territory or are you what are you heading into at that point? Oh, that's like grandma territory. When you exceed the 40, uh, what, uh, what, what? mature, mature, yes, goes from milf to mature uh, to uh, well, and to, cougar can be anywhere in that. To, yeah. 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 to she, empty your bedpan, man. Yeah, she was more of a Stifler's mom kind of gal. All right. right, and how old are you now, Sean? I'm only 26. All right, oh, so, so this she, wasn't she, that long ago. Like 51. Sean, do you think of that that encounter that night every day? <laughs> No, but when I do look back, I say, yep, I, I, I enjoyed that, that, that time in my life. <laughs> that time in your I, life a I few years it. ago, yeah. Hey, where wow. was this happening? What what area? Guppies. Here? <laughs> uh, court in Pennsylvania. 
Corden? Croydon. Croydon. Buxco. Sure is. Thanks for that story, Buxco. All right, John. You're my son's friend. Thanks, man. You guys have a good day. Bro. You too, man. We'll see you later. Oh. Listen, I'm not good at making cookies or anything, but how about I sit on your face? Oh, no. <laughs> All right, let me. We were talking about trying to juggle multiple. Let's talk more about banging friends' moms. <clears throat> more than two at the same time. Let me go to Andrew. Hey, Andrew, how you doing? Good, guys. Morning. How are you? Good, man. What's up, buddy? So I was a bartender in Colorado, and at one point, I was dating the hostess, the bartender, and the waitress all at the same time. Dude, you're just, you're, it's like driving with nitroglycerin over a bumpy road. <laughs> <laughs> how the hell? I, 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 only how... Got, I only got away with it for about three months. It was against the rules of the corporations to fraternize with other employees, so I basically told each one, Oh, we got to keep this private and secret. You're the special one. You, can't you know diabolical cad. You did it. Oh, my God. And, and they adhered to that. But you know what? Even regardless of saying, hey, the corporate the corporate rule dictates that we can't have any sort of relationship, people are going to talk. Yeah. Yeah. But we had certain, like, hookup areas. So the bartender and I would hook up in the beer cooler. Hostess and I would take a little smoke break. Oh, you do it at time. while working. Yeah, I mean, not full on, but, you know. Yeah, mess around. Yeah, mess hand stuff. Yeah. Where is this, Buxco? Yeah, no, no Buxco. It's in Colorado. <laughs> no Buxco, uh, he said. He said Buxco. <laughs> no, where was it? Where did it take place? Buxco, the health code inspection. He still thinks. He said it was in Colorado, guys. Hey, oh, okay. They Got worked it. in Colorado. Okay. okay. Yeah. We're both Far clear case. case. It was a Okay. Okay. And And they're they're big into butt stuff. So how did this end? Did you end up with one of these girls as a full-time thing or what? No. So they they eventually started talking and they all found out. And uh, the stress of the job got too intense. So I had to quit. Stress of the job. I I can't imagine. I've never never cheated ever. Uh, And uh, the the stress of having three. And I mean, you're not, you know, you're you're dating at that point. So I, I got it. But. I can't imagine the actual the stress, the weight of knowing you're you're playing. You're, there's a lit fuse every time you show up at work. Well, there's always um, there's always a gray area when you start dating somebody. Are we fully exclusive? Are we in a relationship? Or can yet? I bang your mom? Or can I bang your mom? <laughs> yeah. uh, so if it's in that gray period, sure, you might you might turn the other person off and they're not going to want anything to do with you because you're still playing the field a little bit, but until you have made it clear that you're exclusive, have at it. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's that's part of the deal. You should be honest and, you see, you know, there's no, you know, oh. no commitments, no There you go. Steve, here are the terms <laughs> by age. Oh. I'm not even going to do the first one. This is called the feline scale. Yeah. So, uh... Uh, 13 to 17 is a bobcat, so that's when you're, you know, a teenager and dating. 18 to 21 is a wildcat. 22 yeah. to 29 is a lynx. 30 to 39 is a puma. 40 to 49 is a cougar. 50 to 59 is a jaguar. If you're in your 60s, you're a panther. But at the age 69, you actually are a pussycat. Pussycat. <laughs> and then 80 and above is rest in peace. No, then you have 70, 79, a cheetah. In your 80s, you're a leopard. In your 90s, you're a tiger. And if you're 100 years old, you're a lion. Honestly, what though, anybody in their 90s, I mean... I'm a tiger. When, when, you, when should you, by law, be... Um, uh, banned from having sex. At what by age? law? By law. Decreed by yeah. law. The government showed up. In, in an early morning raid, Madge Johnson's vagina was <laughs> shut down. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. We're going to have to board this up. Uh, let me go to... Hey, l- let me try this one. I'm going to uh, Gordon. Hey, Gordon. How you doing, man? 
Good. How about you guys? Good. So what's uh, what's your story of trying to juggle many at the same time? Uh, so about three years ago, I was living in Virginia with the Army, and like any uh, 18-year-old kid, I had plenty of fish, tender, all that stuff. Yeah. And there were two girls I met on there, and so I said, oh, let me ask them out. And me not paying attention, I invited them both out to the same bar, the same night, same time. Oh, no. And when I get down to the bar, the older one, I think she was about 40-ish, she sits down and we're talking. Then the other girl shows up. And I'm nervous, and she looks at her and goes, Mom, what are you doing here? No, that's not true. <laughs> Is it? Are you making this up? I am not. I sat down, didn't even notice it, because I only had their first names, and the mom and daughter are sitting there. So let me ask you, Gordon, you're 18 and she's 40? Yeah, she was 40, and I think her daughter was about 22. Okay. And so you had shown up, and they were both already there together? No, the, I showed up, and I met the mom there, and then about 10 minutes later, the daughter showed up. Okay, so what ended up happening? Uh, they both decided that they wanted to both have the date with me. They both basically they never both let the truth date. get in the way of a good story, <laughs> right? It's not true. Casey doesn't, Casey doesn't believe it. Yeah. yeah. Are you? Yeah. I mean, good story though, Gordo. Yeah, I don't know. We're only getting men it's, calling in, by the way. Thanks, yeah. There's got to be some women that do. You, well, Nick, you knew of a, you know, a friend of yours. Yeah, does, I, right? I started off with a female, um, and you know, they can be um, just as hoary as dudes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, no question. All right. But are they stupid enough to do three in one night? No. Women manage it much better than men. That's the thing. All right. Here's the story we want to hear. You're a woman. You've done multiple things. You end up banging your friend's mother. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call her one, Casey. Yeah, I like that one. All right. Let me go to uh, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Morning. Got Zooks. Got Zooks, dude. What's going on? Uh, Let's see what happened was I probably was in my 20s. I was engaged to a girl, and uh, I dropped her off at work. She was a bus girl at the time, and I met this other girl uh, at my work. So I dropped this girl off, my, my fiancé, sort of say. Your fiancé, sort of say. This is my fiancé, sort of say. What was that? What did you say after fiancé? I said, I said, sort of say. What does that mean? It's French. Yeah. Is that like Mama say, Mama sa? Ma- 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 sa. <laughs> what does that mean? What is that asterisk, so to say? So, so to say it was, so to say it wasn't. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. Pick up where you left off, so to say. <laughs> so I dropped my fiance off at work. All right, Mama I say. To this girl's house. I pick her up. We go see Child's Play. Of course. Uh, it's a date movie. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited about seeing Child's Play. <laughs> It's with the Chucky doll. Chucky. Well, anyway, so the movie's over. We walk out of the movie theater, and as we're walking down the parking lot, my car is gone. So to say. Uh, it, so to say. No, true story. Okay. Was in that night, my RX-7 was stolen. Me, my fiance left me, and my girlfriend that I just got left me, too. So I lost three things in one night. So your car was stolen, your fiancé left you, and the girl you were cheating on your fiancé with dumped you. But, but, But. you got to see Child's Play. (laughs) (laughs) That was the second time I saw it. I saw it with my fiancé, too. Ah. Thank you, Kevin, so (laughs) to say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. 
I think he meant to say so to speak. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so to say. So to say. Was it sort of say? Sort of say. Sort of say. Sort of say. Sort of say. All right. All right. One more, and then we got to take a break. And there was one. Yeah, let me go to Mike here. He just got through. Hey, uh, Mike, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, nothing, nothing. So, uh, about a month ago, my buddy's wedding. I was the best man in the wedding. Um, go to the reception, and there at the reception is the date that I brought. Uh, my buddy's cousin, who I had been messing around with. My ex-wife, who still came to visit at points. Okay. And... The best one of his all was my buddy's sister. Oh. And he, well, I mean, you knew okay. they were all going to be there. <laughs> yes, well, Kathy's exactly right. So at this time when this is occurring, are, have you have you, have you you had encounters with all of them in fairly recent proximity? I, uh, all with, within that month. Within yeah. that and, month. And, and at a wedding reception... It's fertile ground. People uh, that are people that are it, not married are horny at uh, wedding receptions. Exactly. Absolutely right. yep. so, you know, the drinks were flowing and yep. everything like that. And every time I was alone in a certain space, it was a, a different one coming up to me saying, hey, you know, what are you doing tonight? Where are you going? And the thing was is they all knew that I was there with the one, you know, but they still tried to get me to go and do other things. In different places. It was. All right. So the sister, the uh, how how did, how does that work? How, how did you manage to uh, to do that? Uh, so about six months six months after I got divorced, I moved in with my buddy, and uh, his sister ended up moving in there too, <laughs> so, to <speak. laughs> so, so to speak. So to say. Sort of say. Sort of say. Sort of say. And so um, one night we were all drinking and everything like that. I actually went to bed, and it was like one of those penthouse stories. About an hour later, I get a knock at my door, and it's the sister, and she pretty oh, much was like, hey. Your 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 penis is dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she tripped and fell. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then your your friend, your buddy comes in and goes, no, that's not how you do it. You do it like <laughs> this. I, I, you know, I was freaking out the next morning, like, oh, my God, what did I do? You know, I hope he never finds out. Come to, you know, come to find out about a couple days later, she ends up telling him, and I'm sitting there ready for him to come home and pretty much beat me to a pulp. And he goes, oh, cool. All right. Well, that's that's a very um, interesting. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Mike. Forgiving friend. Appreciate it, man. Oh, my God. You're, You're you're right, Preston, though, about weddings. Oh, my God. Uh, I When I was single and I would go to weddings, mm-hmm. that's why the wedding crashers is so funny because yep. it, it's it's true. If you go if you go to a wedding stag, you're you're looking for it. You're you're dealing with the the it's a it's a romantic environment. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. talking about love and the pursuit of and and all of these things and eternity. And there's it just is a, it's a it's a fertile ground. I'm going to go to one more caller. I know because I, I actually now the ladies are starting to call in. <laughs> yes, we have to. And we're wrapping up, but uh, I have a uh, an anonymous caller who's on the line. Hi, good morning. You're on the air. Hi. Hey. Okay. So, what did you want to tell us about uh, ladies and being um, able to juggle multiple guys in one night? So I think a ton of ladies are probably thinking they're you know girls do the same thing. 
Um, but you know, we can't talk about it. So. <laughs> Why not? You think you think late women are less inclined to talk about it? Differently, you know. Yeah. Are you I'm single? Not call in and say you know say our dirty tricks like that. Are Are you single right now? <laughs> That's what I think. Are you single right now? Um. Not really. I don't know. No. I don't know. I guess I, I'm kind of in a gray area with somebody. Okay. I don't. I don't think of it that. I, 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 I think. Single, I think. I think you yeah. can do. You know. But I know. I, I guess there's a perception. But sure. It's you. You're. You can do it's a exa- double standard. Yeah. But you. As far as most guys I know are concerned, have at it. Yeah. So how many? Yeah. How many guys are you seeing I right now? I've been like. I've been seeing like a few guys. Like all year, like I've been yeah. juggling guys all year, and now I guess I'm. <laughs> but thinking I want to be more serious with one of them. But hang on, but but any in the same it's night? Like I've met up with five of them at the same place. That's crazy. That's too like many balls. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're smarter. Women That's are smarter. Ten balls. Ten balls. I can't juggle ten balls. <laughs> what am I in the Sullivan Show? <laughs> Of testicular fortitude. And now the Beatles. She's still talking. She's not listening. She can't hear. No wonder she's dating six guys. You can't listen to one of them. Okay. All right. No, we understand. Listen, rock on with your girl power. She's still talking. I know. Listen, I think what she was saying is girls are smarter about it. Maybe she's juggling them, but she's not going to the same place. I believe like it. Guy I firmly believe it. Of course, absolutely. Well, as as to the original story that Nick brought up, is that yeah. you, you? Okay, you. So one's going out for a happy hour, and then the second date is dinner. So and the, the third date is child's play four. The the <laughs> the story of of this uh, this whole exchange on Twitter that got this started is like it's like a dozen pages long. It was too much for me to go into, but it's a funny read. Uh, especially the uh, the Twitter posts that are in here of this girl that showed up, and all of a sudden she realizes this guy had planned multiple dates in the same place. In the same night, by the end of the night, these six girls end up becoming buddies because they were all hanging around watching this I going love on. That. Yeah, and they actually found it kind of funny because these were—I think these were first dates. Yes, so they didn't really—they didn't have you know a vested interest in this guy, or they, they weren't invested in his uh, right in a relationship with him, and they were just like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> and so they weren't that pissed off about it. So it was pretty funny, but anyhow, wow. Obviously, a lot of stories out there like this very thing. So, anyhow, thanks for sharing those. We're going to break. Stay close because we'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. Shine now. Everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Quickly, I'd like to do something kind of special, and unbeknownst to, to everyone here. All right. Uh, but uh, we got something. Um, this is for one of the members of the show. Uh, Marissa, is it, is it possible you could bring this in here real quick? Um, yeah, this is just a, a little special. Do we have music for this, yeah, Casey? All right, where is it? Beautiful. Uh, yeah, go ahead and hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, Kathy, for you and the new bun in the oven. so nice. We decided to get you something special for your, your, uh, your upcoming baby. I hate all of you. <laughs> Do you blow those things? She said she was pregnant. She She did. No, I didn't. No, Steve said that. Oh, did I say it? I'm sorry. So we got two balloons. One, it's a boy. The other one, it's a girl. Because obviously you guys are going to 
keep the sex of the baby secret. secret. Can we do what? The, it's the you know the thing now, a gender reveal party. Kathy, can we do that? <laughs> oh, and it's an orange, uh, an orange dolphin, sort of like the manatee that tried to rape you. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you get this orange dolphin? Did we get it at shows? Shows. They had that at shows. In the dolphin section. Dude, they have everything at this tiny, basically walk-in closet of a convenience store in the basement of this building. It's like the wardrobe, the the Narnia wardrobe. We got got that. (laughs) Yeah, we got that. Wait, Nick, where did you see Mr. and Mrs. Cho? I was outside the ShopRite in East outside Norton. Outside Philly Jackson? No. Uh, no, not even close. Uh, I was in East Norton at the ShopRite and, uh, off of uh, Germantown Pike, and, Mrs. and Mr. and Mrs. Cho were, were coming out of the uh, ShopRite with supplies for Cho's store. So they had, like, uh, bottles of water and stuff that they were probably going to sell the next day. Maybe they bought your dolphin there and resold it to you You guys today. actually got a card? Yeah. 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 Let's what you do. Firstborn here. We care about you. Yeah. Oh, it's a girl. I'm having. Oh no! Oh, that's it's, a boy. It's a boy okay, and it's a girl. Okay, that's okay, what okay. I said. Yeah. yeah. And there's a Malamar balloon, which started the whole conversation. <laughs> All to- I wanted to say was that there are really giant chip witches <laughs> sold at an ice cream place in Conchhocken. That's and all. It, and it yeah. turned into uh, this that, baby that shower that you're having yes. for me now. Kathy's not pregnant, but we just thought we'd sell yeah. it a little bit more. You'd celebrate. There you go. You and even though that. we just said that she's not, she's still going to get inquiries oh, and email. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, yep. You can sure give am. you uh, Orange Dolphin the Jace if you want. Uh, he's actually going to love this. For some reason, he's back now to uh, big stuffed animals. Okay. Like oh. Huge. Cool. The, big, the bigger, the better. Oh, then you got to go to TJ Maxx. They have the <laughs> cheapest, biggest, uh, like I'm talking huge, bigger than him stuffed animals. Oh, really? Cool. Right, yes. well, we have a giant tiger that's been in his room um, forever. And uh, now he we, we just found a, a bear. Uh, so he's going to love this one. Make sure he loses that by 18 or then he becomes a plushie. <laughs> a plushie. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. All right. More... <laughs> uh, and we're just excited about the baby. <laughs> I was going to I was gonna do noticer stuff, but I, I think I'm going to forego that. And, and maybe I'll go back to noticing something. But I did have, I had something written down. Um, You're going to skip I'll, noticing? I'll go back to noticing later. But I did... Preston, the written down reader. This is kind of a, a noticer thing, actually. And, well, and what I, is I want to see if you guys agree with me. And I don't know. There was a reason I wrote this down. Right. And I don't know what the example was. But do you think that you can tell if someone is a little bit... Pregnant? No. <laughs> a little bit crazy by the way they laugh. It started with my weird laugh that I had on the show the other day. Is that how it started? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminded you of somebody else. <laughs> that, this was it. <laughs> that might have been it. Because I, I believe... And, and, and I, I, there are people. You've that had I, an incident recently that that made you think about this. Besides Casey's laugh, did no, you, I think I think it was, was that. It just that made Casey's me think laugh? Of that because uh, I there was there have been a couple of people that I've noticed. I noticed, yeah, <laughs> and uh, that like somebody might be in a relationship with somebody, and I and I like them, and, and you get to know them. But there's something about the way they laugh that's just like, wow, that sounds like you're kind of nuts. Uh-huh. And then later on, it turned out they were crazy. Well, they're doing very odd if, if you tra- if you're like, <laughs> yeah, no, not th- like th- that. Yeah, not, not that. That's an obvious. But if there's some sort of slight nuance to the <laughs> laugh, it's that laugh. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, we've had a lady call into this show before. Who has that? that? Yeah, she goes. <laughs> 
don't know if I want to say her name, but no, uh, okay. I uh, think we know. Yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. You'd have to write it down. I, I'll, I, I'll write I do it not down. Know. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I mean, she could probably call. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is oh, what I, she goes by. Yeah, but no, she's that got, one. got I crazy about this ass one. laugh. Um, I, I've just, I guess it was with Casey doing Uh-oh. it the other day. No, uh, but. It made me realize that some people, I think I can predict that they that at some point they're going to go off the edge. Well, if you're insane, please call in. And uh, no, I don't want insane people uh, to call. I want it if, if somebody concurs with this. Huh. I, I can or see, if you're insane, you can call in. I can see that. You you believe it's that particular <laughs> laugh that indicates a it, mental it's issue. A, all right. So it's a laugh that's accompanied by just a blank stare. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a machine gun laugh. <laughs> if they're laughing exactly. while firing a machine gun too, that's a good indication. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> that would be an insane laugh. Let me go to Matt. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Hey, how are you guys? Good. What's up, Matt? Hey, Kathy, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right on. No, it's totally true. I think people who laugh weird are totally crazy. And people who smile all the time, I think, are a little insane as well. I think the, the smiling... What is the smiling all the time? What is that? It, but it's also... It's, a, it's not a... Um, there are people that have pleasant, warm smiles who just have that sort of lit up look, which is great. No, and then there are people who transcend it. It's almost yeah. it's the visual equivalent of the <laughs> yeah. Like, give me an example. Like they're just uh, like smiling all the time. Yes. Yeah, yes. My girl smiles all the time. Smiles all the time. That's party all the time. Oh, smiling for no reason. You just see them walking around. They're smiling. They're there, smiling. there was a guy outside of and I listen. If you have yes, issues, I'm I'm sorry, but. It, I pegged this guy within seconds. Um, there's a new Amazon drop box right outside the 7-Eleven that I go to yes. on, on Ridge. Very cool. I think it's very interesting. I'm a big Amazon fan. Sitting next to it is a guy who is uh, holding a can of soda and smiling at it. Mm. Like, like looking at, you know. Looking at the soda like, and like enjoying it. and. Wow. And just smiling. <laughs> smiling is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite flavor. And uh, I, I pegged it, and then I started, and then I started to hear a dialogue going on when I came out. Oh, and um, he he was the the soda apparently had some issues with him. We I recently got um, a video of it, it's actually very sad. It's it's a guy I went to high school with, but um, uh, he clearly has some issues. And he did he was, have issues while, while you were in no, high school? No, he okay. did not. He uh, did not. Okay. I think he got into drugs, but um, yeah. he actually it. I'm pretty sure he got into drugs. But he's outside a convenience store, and he's kind of talking to himself, and he's like mumbling. But I'm. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding you at all. And I'll show it to you. He looks like Ed Bass, Master's Kathy's, character. Oh, really? I bet Kathy's pregnant. I bet Kathy's Stop pregnant. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Is that what he's saying? Uh, yes, he looks like one of his like characters. Skippy, like Skippy? Uh, with I the think, big glasses? With, who is the receding hairline? Uh, uh, Mumbles. No. No, no. That's, uh, I, I don't know. I forget who it is, but it, I mean, it looks exactly like his character. Hang on. I'm going to go to, well, I just lost that person. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Um, hang on. Let me go to, uh, AJ. Hi, AJ. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, AJ? You guys rock. Thank you. Um, so I just wanted to say, um, there's something called maniacal laughter. Um, so I have bipolar, uh, mania type, manic type, um, which means I get manic more often than I get depressed. Okay. Um, so uncontrolled laughter is definitely a symptom of mania. You, so, it's, you know, uh, you have no control over it. It gets loud. It gets wild. Um, and it's a symptom of bipolar disorder. AJ, I just wanted to throw that in there. No, it's interesting you've been saying that because huh. like, there was a thing on, on – I forget where I read it. 
But they're pointing out Hillary Clinton had had a, a head issue. She had hit, hit her head a, a few years ago. Oh. And there, there's some people that say that now that she is, has, has developed kind of that really, you know, the laugh that, that the SNL would make fun of you, Amy Poehler, that, <laughs> that, that sort of thing, that that is similar to that, that kind of what, what he described, the um, maniacal. maniacal laughter, you know. So it's, um, it, it's, it's kind of weird. It's not, I don't think it's necessarily an indication of, of uh, you know, mental issues, but it, it, it uh, yeah, I, I, I've heard that phrase before. I, I laugh at inappropriate times, and I can't help it sometimes. It's like nervousness or something really sad, and like, I, I, I really? feel, yeah, and I, I feel bad when it happens. Do, or, you, know, do you know any ideas to... It's, is it a case of you telling yourself not to, and no, then you you end up doing it? No, and, and it's it's I, I feel terrible afterwards, but and maybe this isn't the best example, but you know somebody will tell me like uh, about a death or yeah. you know something tragic, something awful, and my natural reaction to it is to laugh, and I don't wow. know I don't know exactly why that is, but I, a defensive I, mechanism. It's, it's yeah. You're uncomfortable with the situation. Yeah, and so maybe the only way out of the situation is to re- react to it in a. A positive manner. Are you a, a heartless prick? No. <laughs> oh, or that. No. Or th- <laughs> no. Somebody who's texting it says that they they smile at uh, when they're nervous or during awkward times. Yeah, yes, that too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I can't say that I've. I, you know what? That I, that I fall into that category. What's that syndrome that um, Danny Glover talks about? There's a, uh, a commercial about a. a uh, says, I'm an actor. I can I can laugh and cry on command, even if it's my birthday. Yeah. I can do. It. Uh, what, what what is that syndrome though? You know, he, is it bipolar? No, no. There's no, a specific it's, it's something name I've never heard it. of before. Yeah. He does a commercial for it. It's it's a, a name you're not. Uh, I'll tell you, you what. That often. There are some weird commercials out there for some very very specific rare illnesses out there. Uh, uh-huh. Who do you call it? Someone Watch the news now. channels. Yeah, the news channels target older people. Yeah, Tim so, Daly's doing one now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What is that? There's one? like seven people that have it. It's called manatee syndrome. <laughs> uh, let me go next to Heather. Hey, Heather. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Heather? Um, I was going to know my grandmother has the most evil laugh that I could ever imagine. And as soon as she's done with this evil laugh, she just, she actually snaps back to reality and tries to laugh regular. You know what I mean? Oh, really? She's, yeah. She's, um, she does it to, um, sad situations, like the guy that was on the radio. Um, right. she does this to sad situations. Just, um, she cries. She's just... It's very odd. She might have this this thing that Danny yeah. Glover is talking about. She what, might. Can, can you guys, uh, Nick? Can you I, look yeah. for the name of it? Because it's it, the commercial airs all the freaking time. It makes me cry and laugh every time. <laughs> PBA. I don't know what right. that is though. Right. Everybody's Pro- really professional good. bowlers association. <laughs> it's the professional bowlers association that causes that reaction. Yeah. Because it, it is. is very hilarious. It's hilariously hilarious. sad. It's yeah. hilarious that, that people consider it a sport. Yeah. <laughs> It's hilarious that people consider the sport very tragic. <laughs> in a way, that people show up to these people events. show up to watch it. Was that was that Preston just laughing? No, that's an evil laugh. Shut up. That's an evil laugh. That is hilarious. I love it. I have an evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank I love you. it. Absolutely. You guys have a great day. You All guys right. rock. Right, thank you. We'll see you later. So it's called Pseudo Bulbar Effect. Okay. Which I've never heard of, uh, except for the Danny Clover commercial. Okay. It's the Professional Bowlers Association. <laughs> no, because I remember uh, someone that uh, that, I, that I met through someone else, and this person would, you'd say something funny, and it would be, it would be that, that, that uh, machine gun laugh, as I said, but yeah. it would be like loud immediately in your face. Ha, 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 ha. 
like that, and I would just be like, wow, it was not that humorous. Like what you I were just a robot, said. and you're like, you said something funny, I must laugh at <laughs> And I'm just like, eh, that sounds a little... <laughs> robot Nutty. Yeah. Did you ever say that? The person went I think nutty. you're insane. No. <laughs> you are clearly insane. I bet you're insane, am I right? Uh, I'm going to go next to Adam. Hi, Adam, good morning. Yo, you guys rock. Thank you, Adam. What's up, bud? All right, so my girlfriend, Liz, I love her to death. Um, I hope she's not listening right now. (laughs) Yeah, you just said her name. (laughs) Yeah, that's all. Liz is a made-up name. (laughs) What's her last name? So when she laughs, she has a normal laugh. But when she throws her head back, it's like there should be, like, a thundercloud and a bolt of lightning going off. And she's, like, making potions or something. She's got a full-blown witch laugh. It's like, it's kind of like Dracula, you know, like, ah, ah, ah. But it's it's faster and higher pitch. It's like, ah, ah, ah. Do you know who sort of has that going on? A man about town. When he, does he? When he does his... <laughs> and, and, and he throws his head back, and a Bill is a robust laugher, but he does, he is, has a very histrionic laugh. Right. You know, and, and there's a little bit of that as well. I don't think he's he has that professional bowlers association thing going on. Oh, you know who I just realized has a bit of a crazy laugh? Who? Marissa Magnata. Uh, Marissa Kitts. Which one? Her real laugh? Loud. Her, no, her real, <laughs> yeah. you just cracked her up big time laugh. And the volume is off it's the charts. so yeah, it loud. It's insane, man. It's, it seems almost, and I know it's not, but it seems almost put on. That's how. You want to get that kind of laugh out of this thing that really makes a laugh? Go over to like a children's hospital and watch kids fall down <laughs> and stuff. You'll get that laugh. She it's, laughs at very inappropriate stuff. My uh-huh. genuine laugh sounds fake. People yes. falling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People falling. People getting hurt. Not that you're an evil person, but that just makes you laugh a lot. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> Get off my back. I have a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I got a text but it's from, loud, man. I got a text from Dr. Gary. By the way, Dr. Mike, you're, uh, you're sleeping <laughs> at the wheel. Dr. Gary tell, told me that uh, the PBA usually happens to people who have had strokes. Ah, okay. Was not aware of that. Uh, let me go to Doctor Mike's laugh is a little. Is it creepy? <laughs> it's creepy. It's not creepy, but yeah, creepy. No. Okay. I, I, I'm trying to think of, of what is his his, his laugh. Mike's it's like laugh. A, a little cackle, kind of cackleish. Well, he's very he's he's very big. You know, he's, yeah, yes. yeah. He's a big yes. personality. Yeah. It it goes with his personality. <laughs> it works. I'm gonna go to Cindy. Hey, Cindy. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, Cindy? Well, um, I actually worked at a psych hospital, and I just got out about uh, an hour ago. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the, our lobby will be pretty full, and you can kind of tell, like, people are looking at their phones or reading things and how they laugh. You can kind of tell where in the hospital, like, which type of unit they're going to be on. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, we have, like, not names because you can't diagnose by a laugh. but. Yeah. You have the one that you're trying to talk about, like the, the machine gun laugh, and then you have the flat laugh where they're laughing hysterically, but their face is showing no emotion. Yeah, that's a troubling laugh where there's there's no, it, it's a deadpan face, and yet they're cackling. Wow. Uh-huh. Or, um, you get, <laughs> or you get ones that um, they're kind of like hiccup laughs. Right. They're like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, all right, so you're not allowed to necessarily diagnose through laughs, however... No. <laughs> is there usually like so that that weird laughing that you're talking about, um, mm-hmm. where that where it's just a straight face and they're, and they're cracking up? What does that usually indicate? 
sometimes it could be like dissociation where they're just not really in touch with reality or that they're responding to something internal, like voices in their head. Wow. They're seeing things that aren't there. Oh. Um, sometimes it is just the inappropriate laughter where mm-hmm. they might be having some voices or seeing some stuff going on that's not actually happening and it scares them so they laugh. Is it the anticipation knowing that they're next up to bowl? <laughs> it's very it maybe. Yeah. All right, thank you. I appreciate it, Cindy. This is a uh, Dr. Mike's laugh. <laughs> He's on the line. We need we need his music. Yes, come uh, on. No, no, no he doesn't him. get music anymore. He does. By the way, I like beat him. A, a laugh. I like is uh, uh, George McFly. <laughs> That's a ah, great laugh. Ah, 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 ah. All right, where's his music? It is. Play his theme song because we can't go to him. Uh, there it is. Forget that. Here we go. From Penn Medicine, Dr. Mike Serigliano. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) See? Clearly. I was doing a rectal exam. Come on. My my Come hand on. my hands were messy, right? Oh my god! I won't touch a phone. It's dirty. No, you're right. I don't want to get. By the way, Doctor Mike has given me at least a couple of uh, of uh, six foot um, horror figures that laugh this maniacal laugh. So you're well versed in this, Doctor Mike. Well, we laugh all together every yeah, day. Yes, exactly. So uh, you know, it's not just uh, stroke, but pseudobulbar uh, affect is something that can be caused by a lot of things, uh, MS, and and I, you know, I've actually never uh, diagnosed a case, but we have had them in in the neurology department uh, uh, that I've seen, and when I was a resident, I had one, but it's uh, it's something that uh, it's fascinating, and, and there are treatments available. The, the problem is a lot of people think that it's just depression because people start crying hysterically or laughing, and they don't, they consider it a, a mood disorder, and it gets misdiagnosed. So it's, it's nothing akin to that, it's just, it's, it's more a, a chemical um, a reaction. It's it's not something based in depression or schizophrenia or anything like that. It's it's a hardware problem. Okay, interesting. Wow. It's a hardware problem. So, so, uh, Doctor Mike, they're not they're not actually feeling that emotion at the time. It's uncontrolled. It's something that just it has to do with serotonin uh, and damage to the brain uh, through uh, a number of things and Parkinson's disease. All of those things can lead to damage and then uh, uh, lead to this. Outburst, and and there are treatments you can use tricyclic antidepressants or serotonin uptake inhibitors like uh, Prozac, uh, Celexa, all of those. So, so, I, but I, I bet you a lot of people are, are uh, reticent to use that form of treatment because they don't want to end up drugged up to fight this. Well, the good news about those drugs is that they don't make you drugged up. They're right. not like Valium. They're not like a sedative. Uh, they affect serotonin, and they're the mainstay of treatment for depression and anxiety. I, I use them all the time in my practice. All right. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right, man. Now, look. What? Uh, Preston, I have not gotten any poopy emotions. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew. I was, it's a private thing. <laughs> Dr. Mike and I saw so I was having some, some bowel issues. Yes. And uh, so Dr. Mike kept checking on me like he does because yes. he's an amazing doctor. So I decided that every time I took a dump, I'm going to send him a poop emoji. Oh, okay. And you have not. And, of course, Dr. Mike, being the amazing physician that he is, 
will text me like, he's like, haven't seen any poop in two days. What's going on over there? He'll send me these texts. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And they'll send them like five in a row. Okay, so everything's working okay? To. Everything is moving wonderfully, Mike. I figured I'd just back off of that for now. All right, fine. All right. I, I, I don't take it personally. All right. Uh, all right and, and Casey sends me a PT. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> me neither. I don't know. Hey, by the way, real quick, Dr. Mike, while you're on the line, what kind of prenatal vitamins should Kathy oh, be taking? Stop it. Are uh, you? No, 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 she's no not. Dr. Mike. They just I announced to that I was. I love it. <laughs> Mike Jarrett's not the father, right? No, no, no. However, that concoction you have me blowing up my nose is, uh, I'm not too sure about it, Dr. Mike. Oh, it works like a charm. It's not working? It's making my throat hurt. Well, then call me. All right. Yeah. Okay. Or send him a poop emoji. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I'll send you a nose emoji. All right. Love you, Dr. Mike. A good one that's got folic acid in it. That's what you need. Anyway. Right. Love you. Love you. Love you. Mike's directly on him. Guy's amazing. Uh, let me see. What else, Case? Oh, I got to wrap it up? Yeah. What? what? Okay. What are, you, what are you doing? Freddy Krueger's here. Uh, I, I, <laughs> is that what that was? What? What? <laughs> Freddy Krueger does not go... <laughs> that's what is, the sound he makes. That's, that's, like, a, that's like a cat. No. He was doing like that. Not even close. <laughs> the blade. And, and the blades are only on one hand. Well... Oh. We're doing both. Here's doing... Is it on the right or it's on the right, right? right? <laughs> oh, there's a cougar here. <laughs> Freddy Cougar. Yeah, Freddy Cougar. Okay. All right. All right. We will take a break. We'll come back in a moment. That was awesome. Stay with us, all right? Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. A Utah man has been charged with sexual assault and kidnapping after authorities say he hammered a tool resembling an ice pick through another man's penis during an argument. Oh, my God. Wow. All right, so how is the penis out and hammerable? Oh, I'll explain this. 45-year-old Jason D. Maughan is scheduled to make a court appearance in Salt Lake City. Documents show that Maughan is accused of putting a gun to the victim's head and handcuffing him to a chair. Steve, this is right out of the serpent in the rainbow. Oh, my God. The victim told police that he was given a choice of being killed in the desert desert, or having a nail driven into his penis. Uh, Oh, my. How about I eat a cookie with something in it that I don't know what it is? (laughs) He says he went to the hospital the next day for treatment after Maughan took the handcuffs off. The charging document describes the case as domestic violence and says the men lived together but does not explain their exact relationship. Mm. He is currently being held. I'm guessing one was a submissive. At the South Lake County Jail. Yeah, That's horrible. One was a psycho, that's for sure. A Florida couple's dream African getaway, Kathy, turned into a nightmare when a protective hippopotamus mother attacked their canoe, leaving the 37-year-old woman in critical condition. Oh, wow, yeah. They can be nasty. They are. I think they're the deadliest land animals, correct, Preston? Yeah, they are, Steve, uh, in, in Africa. Kristen and Ryan Yaldor decided to celebrate Kristen's birthday in South Africa and Zimbabwe and decided to take a canoe trip near Victoria Falls. 
as the couple paddled down the Zambezi River. Jeez. Their canoe unknowingly came close to a hippopotamus and her young calf. The mother hippo reacted by swimming under the canoe and flipping it, Whoa. leaving Ryan and Kristen helpless in the water. Ryan was able to safely swim to a nearby island, but Kristen was dragged underwater as the hippo chomped on her leg and oh, broke her femur. God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, she is amazingly lucky. Uh, well, <laughs> she's still in critical condition. Yeah. They said they had the, the these incisors, you know, went into her oh leg. My yeah. God. Had it hit her femoral artery, she would have been dead. Because they usually they, they just kill you flat out. Yeah, she was able to escape, but uh, had to wait an hour for medical help. She was finally brought to a hospital in South Africa 13 hours later, so she's... In bad shape. But for the brief period of time when I was looking to go to South Africa, that Victoria Falls was one of the locations I wanted to go to. It's supposed to be it's beautiful. Um, and the the girl that the singer I forget her name. I think is it Kim who did the Jackie Bam Bam song. And uh, oh yeah, Kim yes. Graf. Yeah, she uh, was supposed to go there on her honeymoon. I'm not sure if she if she went or not, but she was supposed to go to that Victoria Falls. Well, yeah. there's footage, and it'll scare the crap out of you. We're looking at it right now of yeah. a, of a hippo, a pissed off oh, hippo. My God. Trailing a uh, a boat, yeah, a motorboat, yeah. huge. They yeah. look so cute, though. Uh, right? You uh, when you see the enormity of that maw, yeah. yeah. I mean, they can they can eat you alive. It's it's crazy. And but... there's like remember that picture from years ago of Marissa next to the hippo at the Adventure of yes. Like yep. the mouth is so huge. It's massive. Marissa's yeah. not the the hippos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, she can put her fist in her mouth. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Not anymore. Not oh, anymore. Yeah, that's not why uh, around noon oh, every yeah. day we feed Marissa some bok choy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, with all her her the problem she's having uh, with the surgery and all that. Yeah. Oh my god. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, we'll we'll monitor this and oh, see how man. this woman pulls out of it. Uh, picking the perfect first date activity can be tricky. You want to do something fun, which is going to allow you to get to know the person, but something that won't be too awkward if you don't hit it off. So when one woman's Tinder date said that he had a surprise. <laughs> Planned for their first meeting, she was very excited. When he told her to wear a black dress, she thought, oh, this is a romantic treat. But it actually turned into be his grandmother's funeral. He needed a date for his grandmother's funeral? Yeah, they were going to gonna chuck bum bum in the, gum gum in the clay, and he needed a date. He didn't tell her where they were going until they pulled up at the crematorium, and she felt that it was uh, then too late to leave. This must be an escape room. So instead, she th- sat through the entire service and held his hand when he got upset. All right, when's, when, when's he go, when, when are they going to come out and say surprise? Uh, the mortified woman shared the story with a friend who then shared screen grabs of the bizarre conversation on social media. So, so people obviously are coming up. How did he answer? And, and who's this? You know? Uh, even though she wanted to leave, the woman felt that she would look bad if she did so and stayed for the service. But she didn't make it to the wake. She demanded the man take her home as soon as they left the crematorium. Oh, my so God. Didn't go very well. A woman shot her adult son Monday afternoon after he pulled out a samurai sword during an argument. <laughs> the mother and her 21-year-old son were fighting. They were arguing over something. So she shot him in the leg after he pulled out a samurai sword during what the argument. What I tell you about your sword? Yeah. Uh, the son was taken with minor injuries to the hospital. The mother, who has not been identified, will probably not face charges. She was defending She was herself. being attacked. Yeah. But in most families, isn't it the mother that has the samurai sword? It's usually the other way around, yeah. yes. Uh, the shooting occurred across the street from middle school. It's not clear if students were placed on lockdown and police were notified. Uh, we're not notified of one. We have a samurai sword. We do. We have a couple of them. A couple of them, of them yeah. And we'll do one more story, and let's go with uh, this one. Two dozen workers at an Amazon fulfillment center in New Jersey were taken to hospitals Wednesday after a machine punctured an aerosol canister of bear repellent, 
causing it to discharge toxic fumes inside the building. And here's the best part. <laughs> I was the one that placed the order. <laughs> Employees reported experienced difficulty bre- experiencing difficulty breathing and burning sensation in their eyes and throat. Emergency personnel responded to a morning 911 call that 54 workers at the fulfillment center were experiencing symptoms. So a lot of people got sick. 24 of them were taken to a local hospital, including one in critical condition. Wow. So the potency uh, of, you have to assume that that's like pepper spray times 100. Yeah, it's got to be terrifying for people who don't really know what's going on right yes. away. In fact, there was a um, there was a tweet alert from like Fox 29 News, and you know, Kevin Reardon, lockdown yes, here, yeah, he, yeah. he works at an Amazon in New Jersey. So Does he? All right. Um, so I texted him, I go, yo, dude, what's going on? Because there, there was no real, I mean, obviously we know what happened now, but uh, you know, earlier on in the situation, we didn't know. A yeah. recently bi- fired bear showed up. <laughs> Uh, bear repellent spray is similar to a can of pepper spray, and it is intended to deter an aggressive or charging bear. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service recommends bear repellent spray as both safer and more effective than a firearm uh, in fending off bear attacks, by the way. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you at this juncture. Take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Please stay with us. blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive, with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins, and Noel Gallagher on August 8th, or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Bleed for President Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. Uh, this is Casey Boy here, Kathy's here, Nick's here, Marissa's here. President Steve will be out today. Um, they were in D.C. accepting an award from the NAB. It was the Service to America Award. Um, so they will be back tomorrow, but we do have to do like business as usual and all that sort of stuff. So um, this is your last chance to text in 39333. Uh, text the word secret for a pair of Dave Matthews tickets for the Saturday night show. Um, and Because we're going to solicit for callers in just a couple of minutes here. But uh, first things first. Uh, we got to do the lesson question. Nick, what's the lesson questions for today? Uh, who are the three people in the studio right now? All right, 215-263-WMMR, 215-263-WMMR. Uh, first caller in, you're going to win a $100 Fandango gift card. All this week, Metro by T-Mobile is giving you the opportunity to win Casey's favorite things. That's me. Uh, hurry to your nearest Metro store and take advantage of the best deal in wireless only at Metro by T-Mobile. See store for details and terms and conditions. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, this morning, the trash is brought to you by Deets and Watson Real Philly Deli. You want to know Philly's best-kept hoagie secrets? Pick up Deets and Watson's Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, a map of the best delis in the city and the surrounding areas. Earn prizes like T-shirts, coolers, food, and even birds tickets just for eating real Philly hoagies. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Ronnie Ortiz Magro staying in the news, revealing that that huge shiner he's sporting was caused by girlfriend Jen Harley smashing him in the face with a phone. 
Harley has explained herself, admitting she completely misunderstood the concept of the iPhone. <laughs> Al Roker getting the last laugh and is replacing Gin Kelly in the 9 a.m. Today Show slot. Kelly replaced him in last year. Mm. Roker says when he got the call, he literally pooped pants, <laughs> but more accurately, <laughs> continued pooping. His oh and finally, Kendall Jenner saying the greatest relationship advice she ever got came from Khloe Kardashian, who told her to never apologize for the men you love. Khloe says that's how she managed to land a mid-level NBA star who stroked out at a whorehouse or an NBA player who can't stop gangbanging tub girls. Dude. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. Let's do the junk. All right. All right. I mean, world travelers love it, so, even if Bill Weston doesn't. That's right. So we still... Got to dig in there and find some... Actually, got to jump in here real quick before we do that. Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Got to get the sponsors in here. Music News is brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Uh, create the backyard of your dreams at Sequoia Outback on Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. Kathy, what do you got going on in Music News? Okay, she's got nothing. Let's continue with the junk drawer. And things that uh, that you might find interesting that have happened recently. There's a lot of stuff. It's a crazy world we live in, Preston. It is. Uh, let's start with this one. This uh, chocolate in its raw form, cocoa. Yes, can be ingested as a, as a drink, a pill, and powder form. And apparently, it can even be snorted. <laughs> and people are snorting cocoa. Oh my! When God. they snort it, what do they get from that snorting? Uh, they've been well. They've been doing it at like daytime raves and dance parties. So at, they get a, they get at, high that Seriously? don't serve alcohol. No, they, you don't get high. Uh, at one, you co- get fat. At one cocoa fuel <laughs> party in Berlin. Uh, well, but, this might be our way to eat. Well, yeah. to have chocolate and not get fat. Right. Balinese cocoa is slipped into drinks, and in New York, some bars are stocking up on chocolate cocktails and cocoa pills. There's even a chocolate company that sells cocoa snorting devices for $75. Raw cocoa triggers a flood of feel-good endorphins, as well as magnesium, which is a muscle muscle relaxant. It's also packed with flavors, which increase body circulation and improve cognitive function, according to a recent study reported in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. I did it other it's not your cocoa now. I'm Klaus, and this is the cocoa hot. Uh, there's no hangover. But there's no hangover. If you want an extra rush, snort those mini marshmallows. Uh, there's, there's no hallucinogenic <laughs> side effects. Or danger of sharing needle infection. I, I don't care. The thought of snorting something up my nose is... and It just seems Kathy, like it hurts. Yes. What good could come from <laughs> lining your nasal passages with powdered chocolate? With cocoa. Chocolatey boogers. Chocolatey boogers. Uh, now, can eat later on. Later on. Yeah. They're oh like God. little Almond Joys. Mm, <laughs> mm, what's this inside? You just mm. jump sides so quick. Mm, a little <laughs> snot. <laughs> mm, so good. On a dare one time, I snorted chili powder. And, oh, no. uh, This was uh, terribly. <laughs> it may have been the <clears throat> worst um, experience of my life. It was just awful. This was, I was 21 or 22, and oh, it was God. three in the morning, and it uh, seemed like a pretty good idea. Well, at the, time. the Bob Seeger album was scratched. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same, same general location, and yeah, uh, yeah it was, uh, uh, this'll be funny. Uh, I told you guys, me and my buddy Ben used to shoot banaca up our nose. Yeah. You know what banaca is? Oh, yes. It's a breath freshener. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. It's yeah. what uh, it was uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, sprays in his mouth or attempts to every that's his running joke dumb and dumber yeah 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 um kathy so. did you used to do it hurt the like afrin whatever that uh nasal 
Sprite. Yeah, remember? I was addicted yeah. to it. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. We're watching a scene from uh, Jackass where yeah. Steve-O snorts wasabi. I can't even imagine that. Uh, just smelling wasabi raw, unmixed with any soy, is enough to clear up well, my sinuses. Yeah. It blows out your nasal passages. <gasps> yeah. it's. I don't know how he did that stunt. We're watching Oof. it right there now. There can it, be no good if... No. There's nothing good about it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, so people are snorting cocoa, and you don't really get a buzz off of it. They're just doing it because it's something to do, I guess. All right. Let me see what else I have come here. The little blue pill that has restored the sex lives of millions of men could be transformed into a faster-acting skin patch. Imagine that. A boner patch. Yeah, Viagra. Uh, needs to start working from... Uh, it could cut the time that it starts working from up to an hour to a matter of minutes. These are wearing your boner on your sleeve. <laughs> and increase its effectiveness for longer than its current 10 hours. You're in your 40s and early 50s. You don't have time to pop a pill. Wouldn't it be great to have the boner sitting right there on your bicep? Ready to go. Uh, so, you know, yeah, instead of waiting for an hour or so, it could be just a few minutes and bang, you got it. The patch. What which... if you have the patch on and you take a Viagra, you forget and take a Viagra pill on top of it? Well, it's dangerous to take too much yeah. of this stuff. Uh, oh, well, look what happened to um, uh, Lamar Odom. Yeah. Uh, he OD'd on Viagra. Bad for your heart and uh, you could get priapism. Is that yes. what it's called? Yeah, the constant induction. Or, uh, this is the age of getting a four-hour erection. Yeah. <laughs> But it could last longer than 10. Pulling a heavy load with your boner, <laughs> which you've had for four and a half hours. Driving railroad spikes with your dong. They ought to tie him in with, like, you know, yeah. uh, uh, like ram trucks. Yeah. And have a guy sitting on the back of the truck, and you just tie whatever he's hauling onto his penis, and then uh, the, the truck See this pulls away. Boy? Yeah. He just banged a ram truck. <laughs> Made it cry. Uh, let's see. So uh, the patch, which will be available in a few years, may also reduce side effects of the pill. Such you just effed her to death. Such <laughs> Literally <laughs> ripped her apart. Blood all over the floor. There ain't no explaining this to the cops. <laughs> You're going to have to use your horse to leave town. Can't explain that. Make you, just, you literally effed her brains out. It's like a scene from Scanners. Feel like a man now, don't you? Feel like a man. Uh, go snort some cocoa. Uh, but they may reduce side effects of the pills, such as indigestion, headaches, migraines, uh, disturbed vision, and muscle pain. Uh, but it's expected to cost about twenty-eight dollars when the pill is a mere, like, regularly a dollar or something like that. I just let a great white bite my dong, and all its teeth <laughs> broke. Now that's a boner. Thank you, Viagra Patch. Thank you, Viagra Patch. Uh, But they've developed a way to shrink the drug uh, used to make Viagra into uh, nanoparticles small enough to pass through the skin. Hey, nanoparticles is here. And uh, enter the bloodstream. Is that a new rapper? (laughs) See friends of Party Next Door? Party Next Door. (laughs) Nanoparticles from the future. Similar drugs such as Cialis uh, trigger erections more rapidly but still carry the risk of side effects. I'm on low-dose Cialis. You take it after you have a uh, prostatectomy? Yeah. And um, I was recommended I stay on it. It's 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 keeps the uh, the blood circulation more thorough. Yep, that's what it's supposed to do. Uh, it's a blood thinner. Uh, the only other option is to inject drugs straight into the penis, or use a pump to manually increase the blood supply. I got a pump too, just in case I want to play volleyball. Those aren't um, <laughs> as popular as taking the drugs, so they might be making a passion. I don't I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, but it's, it's great for camping possible very soon. All right, let me go back into the gym. 
Uh, European dignitaries gathered yesterday to inaugurate the world's longest railway tunnel. It took them 17 years to make it. Wow. It goes under the Swiss Alps. The Gothard Railway Tunnel is 35.4 miles long. It's amazing. And it is also the world's deepest tunnel. At at one point, it's 1.4 miles underground. Uh, the tunnel, which how runs far underground? One point four miles. That is an astonishing depth. Yeah. I assume that if you're even remotely claustrophobic, you uh, would have an issue with that. Yeah, it's like people who freak out when they go into the tunnel. The tunnel, which runs between the town of uh, Erstfeld yeah. in Switzerland and Boggio in Italy, will open for commercial service in December. It's amazing when they make tunnels like this, the huge drills and the fact that they have to make a parallel tunnel to shunt off the debris from the first tunnel. What in the hell are we looking Man, at? Man, those Europeans know how to celebrate a tunnel opening. <laughs> There's... They've got acrobats. It's, it's Cirque du Soleil for tunnels. Now everybody, the tunnel dancers. Wait, so it's... What is this? It's open, uh, and they have this huge pomp and circumstance, but it's not open, open until December. Yeah, yeah. They, they It's it's officially, they can start running it, but they, they won't be doing it commercially uh, until December. Just for now, we use it for the dancers. <laughs> Get them back and forth. 35 miles <laughs> of dancers. 35 miles of dancers in their underwears. <laughs> But seriously, though, what are we watching? Is this actually in the tunnel? Yes, yes. Actually, these, are the, these, are, these are Swiss Teamsters. Yeah, okay. Kathy, it's it's an opening ceremony. Okay. Um, it's now open, but not really. They should have, like, a um, a race through it. You know, some, like, a, well, I like mean. Two trains be... racing on one track? <laughs> well, no. Yeah. It's, you already know the winner. There's train it's, tracks. Yeah. I'm, not when it's running. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you Thanks recommend? Like, like, you know, a marathon. It's a little bit further oh, than a, a marathon. Oh, foot race. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant cars. No. They're going to be bumping on the, yeah. <laughs> on the ties the whole time. And now we'll reattach your teeth. Yeah. Uh, it will be able to handle up to 260 freight trains and 65 passenger trains per day. They, they, they just showed footage of a priest blessing the tunnel. Yeah. With a uh, look like a dead chicken. The, <laughs> what's that he's holding in his hand there? I think it's like uh, parsley. Okay. The, you know... Parsley that looks yeah. like a dead chicken. And now the ceremonial waving of the kale. Yeah. Um, the tunnel was built with the goal of cutting travel time, uh, lessening road traffic, and reducing air pollution. Wait a second. The They're running Conestogal wagons through it, Preston. <laughs> from the trucks that have uh, that travel between North and the South of Europe. So, And they started this two decades ago. Well, yeah. 17 years. I would man. imagine that the tracks they installed are now sort of antiquated, yeah. right? In light know. of new, like, maglev technology. Well, I don't think they're putting maglev trains through there. I think they're doing the regular, you know, rail yeah. trains. I don't. So. Uh, I, I don't mean this to sound pretentious or privileged, but uh, traveling by rail through Europe is uh, awesome. Privilege. Thank Actually, you. it is one of the more economical ways to travel. Yeah, yeah but my, why my, is it not privileged? Why, not privileged. Why is it so expensive here? Economical. Average. If you wanted to take a train <laughs> from Philadelphia to L.A., it's going to cost you a grand. Yeah, it's uh, because it's not subsidized. So I think you can get uh, subsidized. No, travel. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Traveling is just... Uh, but the by, taxpayers pay for it. By rail is just as expensive as flying. Is that what you're saying? More expensive. And it takes yeah. longer. <laughs> yeah, it, and it does. It, and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, and they derail. It's a grand for like a one-way ticket. From yeah. yeah. Listen, what happens LA. is that people... Uh, yeah, and they... They're... they're it's, it's bull crap. Unless you take the line where everyone in their underwear travels. I took... Uh, <laughs> we, we took a train to Boston one year as opposed to driving. 
because we thought flying we'd save we thought we'd save money. We did not save money. We should have flown. Yeah, we you absolutely should have flown. And we actually had to stop and pick up other people in that from their train. They were train hiking that broke down. Oh. So we had to pick up other passengers. The, the train broke down in the middle of the tracks, and we had to stop and load everybody onto us. So were you like two to a seat? Uh, nah, there was enough room, thankfully. But my limit great. is four hours. If I can't drive there in four hours, I want to fly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. But that's why she only flies to the Caribbean. Uh, taking the train was. It it was better than driving in the fact that you just sit back and read and relaxed right. or well, napped yeah. or, or did whatever you wanted Train to. Train to D.C. is but a great way Dennis to go. is probably always driving anyway, so it's the same thing. You know what? I drive a lot because I'm a much better driver. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you go into the, did you go into the, uh, the sleeper I'll drive, car? Dennis. I'm driving. <laughs> did you go? No, didn't go into the sleeper car. Okay. It, was, uh, it wasn't that long of a I trip. have a, uh, there is a, a 3D movie. It's a collection of all these old newsreels, and it shows a lot of the trains in Pennsylvania in the early 50s, late 40s. Yeah. And there were a number of very luxurious train cars. Yes. Yeah. That were, uh, it was a really privileged <laughs> method of travel. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, Steve, we've talked a few times about, was it the Royal Scotsman and like yes. uh, traveling around the, the British I, Isles I, that way? I priced that out. It's okay? really so pricey. For two people, for a week, $28,000. Yeah. Uh-huh. What? But but it's, it's the most the height of luxury. Yeah. So what? I know, wow. but well, it's, you're you're paying for the experience. You know, it, it, you could I, get around by car, but you're paying for this. To, it, it, yes, it's, I'm it's waiting a, for a Groupon. <laughs> it's a first class <laughs> way to go. I, I think honestly, one of the biggest problems in our area currently is that there's no train along the 422 corridor. There used to be the Reading Railroad, and now 422 sucks in large part because you can only drive it. There's, Do you know what only, there's no train. Ra- uh, lines that way at all. No passenger train. Lines. They're putting in this this train system. In people want people for the most part, as articulated in the movie Singles, they want their cars. They do, but they, like if I if I'm in Phoenixville and I want to get into the city um, and I don't want to drive, I have to drive to either Conchi or Norristown or um, the R5. Yeah, and, and do it that way. And I I really like traveling by rail. I think it's it's it, I, I and a lot and it is. Z- I agree. Out. There there are nice aspects to it. The majority of people though, they just don't end up using it. Even the Amtrak and the Acela, it, 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 the amount of people that could use it as opposed to the amount of people that use it mm-hmm. is way out of whack. All right, so they and it's have not a, privilege. They have a big tunnel in uh, in the Swiss house. I would like to go through that tunnel yeah. just to be experience cool. what it would be like to make love to Khloe Kardashian. Ah, all right. Well, let's uh, find other things. At the uh, if you're thinking about forking over some money for an expensive fitness tracker, thinking it will motivate you to exercise more, you might want to think again. Oklahoma State University researchers recorded, recruited a group of 36 physical education teachers and training. Gave each of them a wearable device, like a Fitbit. Which is, I think, the dominant fitness tracker right now on the market, right? I see see most people with Fitbits. Half of the participants were told the wearable would measure the amount of uh, sunlight they received each day. And the other half were told that the wearable would measure the number of steps that they took. In reality, the devices measured the activity levels of all participants. And the results showed the aspiring fitness teachers didn't move much more than the average citizens. Okay, so it didn't inspire them to get more active. Yeah, even when they knew their steps were being counted. uh, Did it inspire any of them to visit the sun? Uh, No. (laughs) I think they're kind of stupid. 
I don't know, though. I know a ton of people who have lost a lot of weight using them. It's just people who... um, If you're just eating Fitbits, I could see you losing weight. If if you're not very... You're just not an active person, and and it is now showing you... um, How inactive you are. Yes, and and so now they're out, and they're actually trying to get those steps in. Um, Yeah, so I know somebody who who solely on the Fitbit lost about 50 pounds just because um, he went out and and was active and, and... kind of it pointed out to him how inactive he was. I think anything like that, or just even a program, if he just had a program that was not the Fitbit and one that allowed him to log in or, or whatever. Well, now they have apps on the on the phone. Right, so, right. I don't know. I'm not quite, I don't have a Fitbit, so I'm not quite sure exactly how it works, but on the app, you can, it seems to be the same thing. No, and Claire, my wife, who who doesn't, who weighs 14 pounds as it is, wears a Fitbit and, and, uh, uh, like what, I, she, what exactly is she trying to accomplish? Uh, to, to make everyone feel inadequate. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, uh, but I have the Apple Watch, which really the, the, its health tracker benefits are non-existent. Yeah. You know, so I think w- they need to get more comprehensive with these things. But people swear by the Fitbits. Um, I, I, when it has its own GPS, I like when it can can log. You know, instead of steps, miles, and all of that, and. For example, uh, you know, I stand for about five and a half hours when we're doing the show, mm-hmm. and my Apple Watch will tell me time to stand. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I've, I've been, been I've been standing for hours. Yeah. Well, and you know what? So uh, I know two other people who had a competition with their Fitbit, and it was who could get the the most steps in and all of that. They were kind of on. Okay. But. but- but the guy was cheating somehow, and they couldn't figure it out. What, he hanging on a, on a clock? I don't uh, yeah. you know. The, <laughs> the, the, the second hand of a clock? She yeah. doesn't She doesn't know, but she said there was, um, they, they worked for the same company, and she knew, you know, they worked together. So she knew pretty much what he was doing on a daily basis, at least while, while they were at work, and they could view each other's progress. Yeah. And she would view it and be like, how did you just get a thousand steps in? There's no way you've been sitting in the cubicle next to me. Put it on a pendulum. Or Marissa says maybe he was spanking it. Hey, yeah, yeah. He arm might have been. Or you just stand down. there and swing your yeah. arms. Yeah. <laughs> flop, flop, flop. Uh, Fox 49 did a piece on um, the Fitbits and how they're being used by thieves and, and also this information. You, If someone is able to hack your Fitbit, they can kind of know your lifestyle. They can tell, for example, if you're out running by uh, what, what information. Your activity. Be, right. And in fact, they're saying that it is now being considered and used in potential divorce cases and cheating cases. Jesus. Wow. And the same way your, your easy pass information would be used for a car, yeah. consider the Fitbit an easy pass monitor for your life. That's a reach, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. But, but you know, if if lawyers have a way to access that information and implement yeah. it in court proceedings, they're going to do it. Wow. Okay. Uh, you know what I also did read, too? They're, they're pulling up uh, on our monitors here a story about that they're fairly inaccurate in their, their account. I mean, any any detector like that is going to have a plus or minus yeah uh, you know I mean, uh, they say uh, it's accuracy in a, level uh, 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 a degree of 70% inaccuracy oh okay yeah. <laughs> i mean it, i guess the overall point is if you use it as a method to lose some weight or get a little more exercise it's not such a bad thing and you guys no. have raved about the lose it app many times and and, and it works I, i'm sure that it works but but it was also part of the mentality that was behind you using the lose it app right so you're you're yes. paying attention to the lose it app 
because you're trying to lose a little bit of weight, which was feeds into itself. I bought this. Um, uh, it's it's sort of a sleeve that goes over my knee that's imbued with the healing power of potassium or whatever the hell it is. Copper. And what, yes, maybe that's it. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. And if it's just if it just makes me think it feels better, yeah. then it's kind of working. Yeah. I've just always felt that if you're not sweating, you're not really getting a workout. And and when I hear steps of somebody just going about their regular day, not out and you know trekking miles. Uh, to for exercise, but just oh, I had you know five thousand steps a day, just walking around, going. I'm like, well, you didn't really exercise, yeah. now, did you? You just walked around. So, but it's better than sitting on your ass. It is. It is absolutely okay. Uh, let's see. Back into the junk drawer. Uh, a breakthrough on schizophrenia could possibly lead to new treatments and possibly even a cure. This is pretty wild. Now. You got to take these studies with a grain of salt because a because lot of the times, guy conducting it was schizophrenic. No, 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 no. Because okay. it can take a long. <laughs> I've never said no usable information. I did it. Uh, no, um, this is a milestone. I'm a failure. It can take a long time before they they get uh, the you know proper information. But scientists from United Kingdom and uh, China have used uh, MRIs to prove that brains can repair themselves even in cases of schizophrenia that were long thought to be instances of irreversible brain damage. Oh, that's amazing. I, according I was, to the Lawson Health Research Institute. I worked with a uh, a woman years ago whose husband was diagnosed, and I, I from what I understand, it's often incorrectly diagnosed as schizophrenia, but he had massive uh, mood swings, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she was a loving wife and and try just you know tried to stay with him and it was but it was just unbelievably daunting yeah, was he mentally they said it was not okay. they said he was schizophrenic where he you know and 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 all these phrases are thrown around like multiple personalities and apparently the occurrence of multiple personalities is staggering some people believe it it's doesn't even exist right and other people say it's staggeringly infrequent that it does occur right I don't know. I mean, certainly, I mean, all of, we all have medical degrees on the show, thank you. No, so. but there's still <laughs> mental illness, and, and yeah. you know, it's if you're, you know, coping with someone who has that, it's got to be very ridiculous. No, no, your uncle was schizophrenic, Nick. Yeah. Uh, scientists observed that uh, 98 patients with schizophrenia and uh, compared them with 83 that didn't have the disease, and then they used MRI to compare the brain tissue. Modern treatments seek to reduce rather than reverse the loss of brain tissue, but this study shows that it's possible... Uh, for a schizophrenic brain to actually try to reorganize itself. To reroute itself. Even with severe tissue damage. Mm-hmm. This a, has happened before, yeah. It's a huge discovery that could lead to targeted treatments to attack the core causes of schizophrenia and provides hope to sufferers. The findings were published in the Psychology of Medicine. Uh, the uh, chief uh, of the study said uh, brain Plasticity and the development of related therapies would contribute to a new optimism in an illness that was 100 years ago described as premature dementia for its seemingly progressive deterioration. Hmm. So they may find a way to have your brain repair itself. It'd be amazing. From that. It's yeah, been a long would time coming. Incredible if it, they made a breakthrough in that. It's one of those, it's not, a, it's not a tangible, visible thing. It's not like, okay, your arm's in a cast. You know, it's it's one of those. Elusive things that's in a way is worse because there's no obvious yeah, like angioplasty. Right. Stick, stick something in a vein and expand it and, right. and get rid of the, the plaque in there. You know, yeah, with a brain, you're dealing with these nerves that you're not quite sure what they're doing. And it's so wild, you know, and, and as a parent, I've uh, throughout a child's stage, 
uh, life stage, you go through, I personally experience these, these various fears, you know, when they're an infant, you, yeah. you're afraid that, you know, okay, let's get through and make sure SIDS doesn't happen. All of a sudden the baby dies out of nowhere. And then, you know, you worry about obviously all the physical things, but then you keep an eye out for things like autism. And then maybe there, there's a, a certain age where you eventually get past and you don't have to worry about schizophrenia anymore. Right, things like right. that. But there, there are things that can develop along the way that you keep an eye out for. So, Hearing that they're making breakthroughs is, I mean, that's just huge. The goal is to get to the point where they're old enough to call the cops on you. That, <laughs> that's apparently yeah. five uh, to the kid that uh, we played the audio from earlier. All right. Um, I have time for one more? Sure. Okay. Um, let's see. Apparently, they're, uh, they, the researchers have found the world's ugliest color. The world's ugliest <laughs> color. Yes. Okay. Is it? Uh, is it like brownish? It's called Pantone four four eight C. Pantone <laughs> has the color scale, correct? Yeah. Uh, yes. And it is also called opaque couche, or C O U opaque couche. It replaces <laughs> opaque couche. It's got to be like a, a brown. This color meets stinks. A, what would you guess? I would say like it's it, a brown meets a green. A brown mm-hmm. Casey. It's a dark green brown. Yeah. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Why, why is that necessarily an ugly color? It, well, looks, gro- it looks like diarrhea. Nah. Well, there you go. Seriously. Yeah. It's a diarrhea. Diarrhea brown. Diarrhea brown. But uh, here's how they came upon The up- baddest man in the whole damn town. Here's how they came upon it. Uh, back in 2012, the Australian government hired a research agency to spearhead the new package design for all tobacco products. But there was one catch. They wanted every carton to look as unappealing as possible. So over You don't th- want them all to look like diarrhea. Uh so <laughs> over three <laughs> So over three months, seven studies and talking to more than a thousand regular smokers, researchers determined this particular color to be the most offensive. Excuse me, mate. Would you smoke diarrhea? <laughs> Thanks for taking my survey. Yeah, in Australia. Yeah, sure they'd smoke diarrhea. <laughs> diarrhea. Uh, dark brown came in a close second. But ultimately... the asso- about Black China? But the association that it had with chocolate proved too appetizing. So it makes... It's an ugly color, but you yeah. snort it. Yeah. Uh, thanks to this finding, governments in Ireland, the United Kingdom, and France... Recently passed plain packaging laws of their own with mock-ups featuring the exact same drab shade. I think these are um, very subjective, obviously. They, yes. they They issued that um, finding a while ago that, again, the Pantone uh, uh, scale of orange creates agitation in people. That it's the most likely to get people upset or anxious. What is Pantone again? Pantone, I guess, has created the color scale. The official yeah. names and scales. So and it's colors. the reference, okay. the way the periodic table. So there's a certain orange shade that makes people angry? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and it's I could see that. Yeah. Or anxious. Anxious. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, a lot of orange is, is um, you associate it with caution. Yeah. You know what I mean? Road so. cones and... Ice cream cones, ice cream cones. No, but uh, yeah, it's it's a high re- highly reflective color that's used to warn people. You know, a yes. lot of times. So I could see that making you feel anxious, possibly. Huh. Do you guys think the uh, 
old Flyers uniforms, like from the 70s, were orange. Because I look at them now, and I think they were red. Really? Yeah. I think and they, they were they, orange. They've always been the orange and the black. But it, it throws me off, like, when because Rick McLeish passed the other day, and they were showing some footage of uh, him in his heyday. And I don't know if it's the film footage or whatever, but those they don't look orange to me. They look red. I don't know. I'm I'm terrible with colors. Are you? I'm just horrible. You're not Nick them. Murphy bad though. I mean, he's, no, he's colorblind. He's colorblind. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, probably a lot of that has to do with the camera technology at the time. All right. I mean, because if you recall, like you would watch Phillies games or Eagles games on TV, and then when you got to the vet, it looked vastly different. I, I don't know if you have that same recollection, but I just always remember walking up and then looking down at the field and going, "Oh wow, that's really green." All these look uh, now. They have a. a, a- picture that shows a collection of Flyers jerseys, and they all look orange to me. Some look redder. Okay. A redder orange or a burnt orange. I was, you know, like like with colors, <clears throat> my daughter, I'll be, you know, it's, it's the purple one. She's like, that's not purple, that's magenta. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's a purple yeah. thing, you know. There's, isn't there like five different kinds of purples? Go to bed, it's 9.15. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 9.13. 9.13, Dad. But colors are very important to an eight and nine-year-old. Okay. Yeah, oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah, what's your favorite color uh-huh. and, and so forth? They shift. Oh, and they and rank them too as well. Okay, well, my first favorite color is green, <laughs> and then so yeah. on and so forth. Everything's ranked. Yep. You're Absolutely. a kid, so you rank this stuff. But I'm an adult, and I don't care. Yeah. All right. You know, I lied. I'm going to do one more thing. All right, oh, Rebel. Well, I'm not you had such a you. good experience Sorry. with this topic. Uh, Time, uh, the company, oh. is hiring a bacon critic. Time? <laughs> what? Yes. Uh, for its new breakfast site. Uh, Time Incorporated, the publisher behind brands like Time Fortune and Sports Illustrated, unveiled a new breakfast and brunch-focused online publication yesterday. It's called Extra Crispy. Extra Crispy. I like It's that. the absolute opposite of goop. Yeah. There's Me- goop, which is a fluid diarrhea-like <laughs> mess, and then you have Extra Crispy. Totally. Yeah. Completely. Other end. Yeah. Dripping crap. Yeah. Goop. Crispy bacon. Matt Bean, uh, who is the SVP. This is my sister, Flicka. Who is the senior vice president, I guess? SVP of editorial innovation at Time Incorporated said in a press release, Extra Crispy allows us to experiment with inherently shareable content from coffee obsessions to cronuts. And the viral food phenomenon of today will have our plates full. And adds one another failure to our internet footprint. As a result, they are looking for uh, a bacon critic to write for the new publication. Honestly, <laughs> why? Yeah. I mean, th- there isn't so a they, whole lot of variation. Somebody just bacon. wants to have the conversation in six months. Uh, yeah. It's not turning out uh, yeah. as we planned. Thank mm-hmm. you for your time, and good luck with everything else. There's different kinds of bacon. Um, I know there are, but it's very limited. There is a finite... I'll tell you what, the application, like with Godshalls, the turkey bacon, which is delicious. It is delicious. Uh, The the applications for that, the amount of ways to incorporate it into different food dishes. I can understand that. That I I can see doing. But But if you're just a food critic for specifically bacon itself, I think that is sort of limited. I don't know. Where was I not that long ago that they had all different kinds of bacon? Marissa, was it that place, that that panini joint at uh, Reading Terminal Market? I think they had all different kinds of bacon there. Oh, that was that really it? good. She doesn't take note to bacon. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's well, I'm asking the vegetarian. You know what? I went. I was at an ice cream stand in uh, Wildwood over the weekend, and they had all they had like bacon ice cream, chocolate covered bacon. Yeah, I'm not down with that stuff. Yeah, I'm not down with doing the 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 goofy things with with bacon. But I am interested in different flavors of bacon. 
Was it Meltcraft, the cheese place that made the grilled cheeses? Mm, yeah, maybe that's it. How do you have different flavors of bacon? Well, there's ones that are like pepper, you know, they, they're cured with peppers yeah. or there's, you know, sage or you can have. And then obviously there's, uh, you know, not pork bacon, but there's turkey bacon. Turkey and bacon, maple bacon. <laughs> yeah, maple. There's all kinds of, you can flavor Macadamia nuts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pine bacon. Yep. Anyhow, they're looking for a uh, a bacon bacon uh, specialist, a bacon critic, if you will. So, if you're qualified, you might want to um, <laughs> bacon put in your. Uh... Oh, you know what? Hold on a second. Okay, something else. The bacon, bacon made me think of something. Bacon and the beer can bacon. bacon. You remember the the old? Oh the, yeah. Is he saying bacon or beer bacon, can? Yes, beer can. Bacon. 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 There's another one that's going around. Okay. Nick, there was a text about it earlier. Bacon. About saying something uh, that sounds like it's something, you, you say bacon. it. Bacon. Yeah. Bacon. Is he saying beer bacon. can or bacon? Bacon. No, it's uh, it's if you say this phrase in in regular American accent, in a, it dialect. sounds like something in a, a, with an Australian accent, but completely different. Have you seen this? Yes, I have. What is what it? What is it? I can't remember. It's is like it bacon? Frisbee. No, it it sounds like Frisbee. It sounds like you're saying razor blades and razor blade. Uh, yeah. Wait, why were we talking about Australia Rise, uh, a couple of minutes ago? I forget. Because of uh who is it? <laughs> because we're if lost. you say this phrase <laughs> with a standard American accent, it sounds it's like you're actually <laughs> It's what you're talking about on the Pantone scale. It, here you go. If you say raise up lights, oh. you sound like you're saying razor blades in an Australian accent. Razor. Raise up lights. Raise yeah. up lights. Rise up lights. Raise up lights. Rise up, Rise up lights. lights. Okay. Raise up lights. Raise up lights. Raise up lights. Yeah, it does. But if you say it fast, raise up lights. No. no. Ra- raise up lights. Oh, it does. It totally does. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. <laughs> no, don't say it like that. No, that was say, that. I was saying raise up lights within, within. I know. Say the act. Say raise right, up lights. Say, raise up lights. And that's not, yeah. you don't even have to affect an accent. You I know, don't. but now I'm going to affect an accent and say rise up lights. <laughs> <laughs> what if you say. That is me in a, saying in Australian rise up lights. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. <laughs> you got them rise up lights. Rise up lights. You got you have to put the the emphasis less on up, uh, uh, rise up lights. You got to kind of throw away the ups, rise up lights. <laughs> it sounds so good when you do it. Rise up lights, rise up lights, <laughs> dingo analangus. No. What? <laughs> you did it wrong. Wait, what were you trying to say? <laughs> Pass the doilies. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pass the doilies is uh, dingo analangus. Dingo analangus. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, people, I had actually gotten a few texts saying that recently. I like that. I like those little... Rise up lights. Those, these kind of internet memes I like. Like like the dress that looks like... Yeah, the different, different colors. Different people or the... Uh, the cigar one? Yeah. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Did you finally see the cigar? Yeah, somebody had pointed out yeah. to me. And then, so I'm like, oh, that's blatantly obvious. And I didn't see that at all. I'm pretty good with those. And we've talked about it many times before, though. The, the particular artwork where... The stereoscopic, or whatever it is, where it's it's if you sort of slightly cross your eyes, you'll see an image in the I, pattern. I turn into Kathy when things like that come up. If, <laughs> if I look at it for about thirty seconds, I go, "This is stupid. I'm not saying it." I not just, my this is dumb. <laughs> yep, I don't blame you. That's t- I turn. I totally take on the Kathy. Persona. I don't believe you. This is dumb. I don't believe You're you. Lying. This is stupid. It's a boy on a pier. Rise up lights. It's a schooner. Mm. All right. Anyhow, um, thank you for letting me clear out 
the junk drawer this morning. I did have a few things I needed to get out of. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It is the Preston and Steve Show. Preston is not here. Steve is not here. Actually, Steve is here for just a second. I think. He, oh, wait, uh, he was here already. Yeah, he. Um, they were in D.C. Uh, congratulations to Preston and Steve. The whole Preston and Steve Show, the whole WMMR and Beasley family. Uh, they were awarded the NAB Service to America Award last night in Washington D.C. Preston and Steve accepted the award, and um, and uh, a bunch of other people from the company. Yeah, and. So uh, so they stayed and, and celebrated in, in D.C. last night, and I think Steve got on an early train. Today's his birthday, right? Happy so birthday, Steve. Happy birthday, Steve. Well, so wait, where is he gone? I don't know. I think I he had to record something down the hall. So I saw him in the hallway, and uh, there's something that we will reveal on air tomorrow. This is a tease in the radio biz, but we didn't want him to see that. So um, he may have been avoiding the studio. There okay. is a, a giant birthday present for Steve in the studio. It's exciting. It is very, very exciting. But, but we uh, wanted him to be able to see it, so we, we don't want to talk about it today, and we certainly don't want to reveal it. So it'll be on air tomorrow morning, uh, and I think, I hope, Steve's going to love it as much as we think he's going to love it. Uh, in addition to Steve's birthday, it's also Preston and Rochelle's 20th wedding anniversary yeah. today. So happy anniversary, you two crazy kids. Um, it is, you know, business as usual today, and uh, we had a secret text word, which is a pair of tickets to see Dave Matthews on Saturday. At the BB&T Pavilion. Kathy, we're going to take a number caller right now. We're not going to take the winner on the air, but what number caller? Five. Caller number five, 215-263-WMMR. You're going to win tickets to the Saturday Night Dave Matthews concert. And then we'll just pick a, a, a texter at random, and you will also win tickets. By the way, tickets for Friday and Saturday shows still remain at Ticketmaster.com. So if you want to go check those out, let me look at the weather. Partly cloudy, mostly cloudy. That is awesome. Temperatures are 75 and 83 degrees. And these are their first shows in a month. They've been off since uh, the middle of May, and so they'll be fresh. They'll be ready to rock. And uh, and like I said earlier, the 40th and 41st shows in Camden. So that'll be a, a momentous occasion for the Dave Matthews Band. A good reason to go. Hey, guys. Guess who's here? It's Pierre Robert. Hey! I was looking around going, wow, who's here? <laughs> it's you, man. Um, oh, it's you smell me. fresh. <laughs> you Thank do. you. It's my Moroccan oil. Oh, nice. yeah, I smell it. Yeah. Right, very nice. All the very way over nice. there, I, I don't wear perfume. Um, I, I don't uh, I, I don't believe a man should wear cologne. But, um, I knew I loved you for a reason. <laughs> well, um, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. people think I'm wearing it cause when I put this Moroccan oil stuff in my hair. Um, no, I can I can smell the difference. What you so you kind of like you you breezed by me, so I think I no. got it as you walked okay. past. What does the oil do? Because you know my hair is long and flowing now as well, so <laughs> it, I'm just it, interested here. It gives you a, a little poof. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't need any poof to my hair. Your it's hair a little ridiculous. You have done a phenomenal job anchoring. Oh, thanks. You really have. I'm not used to this. <laughs> oh, uh, no, stop it. Uh, but you have. Can. But all three of you and Marissa have done a great job, um, you know, uh, working around Preston and Steve. And um, Pierre, if you get a chance, you should watch the video that Nick Murphy put together. Have you seen it yet? The, I have not. It's, it's I heard really you well done. About it. Yeah, I and, want and it, to. It, it's cool to see how much the Camp Out for Hunger has grown over twenty years because it right. did start at another radio station and another time and another era. And uh, the way that it's been able to grow since the President Steve Show came to WMMR is nothing short of uh, miraculous. It's just really impressive <laughs> how much bigger and better it's gotten every year. And this video highlights that. Well, and just to sort of put it into perspective, the only footage that we have of the first camp out for hunger is literally on polaroid camera uh, really? pictures yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have them at my house so um 
But uh, and I was talking about it uh, down the hall about how this thing has grown and how it doesn't happen without countless amounts of people. And how long have you been at this radio station? Thirty-eight years. Thirty-eight years. And when's the anniversary? Uh, November. November. Thirty-nine. So we'll be thirty-nine in yeah. November. And so for the last fourteen years, you've been a part of the Camp Out for Hunger. I mean, this is this is a you know a a, a massive effort that you know starts with. Preston and Steve and, you know, obviously the show and then our promotions department, sales department, engineers, and then, you know, the entire air staff is behind it as well. Um, so congratulations to you, Pierre. Oh, God. <laughs> um, no, I mean, these guys, uh, well, all of you, though, deserve it. You're a total team. Um, but, uh, you know, they are the leaders of the team, and uh, I just couldn't be more thrilled for them. I just had a thought while you were mentioning all that. What do you think it would have been like if um, President Steve had stayed at Y100, all of you had stayed at Y100, if Y100 hadn't gone under? Well, we'd be playing rap music, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we would have gotten the support that Greater Media gave us and then Beasley gave us. And, and that's not a slight to Radio 1, but it's a slight to Radio 1. I mean, that, like, the... the what they, what Greater Media allowed us to do, and I worked at both, and now uh, so have Casey and Kathy. But what Greater Media allowed us to do, and then Beasley allowed us to do, and last night highlights that Beasley made sure that this award was given to President Steve. They submitted the nomination because it's important, and, yeah. and I think recognition is important. Caroline Beasley, who's our CEO, she was there last night, and that's not an accident. I don't know if that support would have ever come from a company well, like that Y100 was. The reason it grew to how big it is was partly because MMR's support. Yeah, and I think the one thing that Y100 didn't have. Have, uh, is Rodney Bird <laughs> and Rodney yeah, Bird? He was yeah. another one. Like you just sort of throw an idea at him. And he goes, "Okay, well, we can do that, and then some." And, and he was instrumental mm-hmm. in in growing it. When, when we were growing it, and you know, we needed a larger tent because more people were coming out. It, it would allow even more people to come. Rodney got that done. So it was like kind of a collective effort in helping it grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of like the the entity of the campout. Uh, hit the machinery of MMR, right, and um, and then was able to you know uh, grow multi- multitudes from that. And I've often thought of the two families, the family of listeners that came uh, from Y100 merging with the family of listeners that were already here, that uh, bonded with you guys, uh, you know, and made the whole thing possible, you know, and all the the great corporate sponsors. But I still come down in that thing to yeah. the individual human beings who bring food. Well, it also started by donating food to the Philadelphia Food Bank, and at that time they didn't accept money; it was just food donations oh, really? only. And then the the food bank and Phil Abundance ended up um, joining forces. And it became solely Phil Abundance. Uh, I think Phil Abundance absorbed the Philadelphia Food Bank, if I'm uh, speaking correctly. And then we were able to, in addition to the food that we were raising, we were able to actually raise money as well. And, and money goes a really, really long way with those efforts. So, cool. And the good vibes uh, continue this weekend because the Blood Drive is on Saturday. And uh, you'll be a part of that, broadcasting live on Saturday at the Blood Drive at uh, the Expo Center out in Oaks. And by First. the way, if, if you do want to sign up, the uh, I, I did get word that sign-ups close uh, on Friday. Okay. So uh, if you, there's a few spots that are still left. A lot of them are early morning spots, but you have to sign up. You can't just walk up, uh, and, and that will close on Friday. Because there are some prerequisites they need to go over with you, right? Yes. Right. Yeah, and then okay. the tattoos and travel and... Um, but it Past donations. You. Yeah. When you sign okay. up, it'll prompt you, and, you know, if... And where if, do you go online to sign up? 
The if best you, place is PrestonandSteve.com. There's a link to our blood drive on PrestonandSteve.com, on WMMR.com, where that video of the Camp Out for Hunger also exists. So uh, several reasons to go to the website today, but you can go right through that, sign up online, and then hopefully join us on Saturday. And this will be my first time broadcasting an entire program from there, which will be fun. You start uh, broadcasting what time? Um, about 2, 2.30. <laughs> um, they told me to get there about 2, and I'd be done by about 3. Everybody's wrapping up. And, and the other cool thing about what's going on on Saturday is uh, there's a whole... Just like the camp out for hunger, there's a whole circus of thing that's go- that's going on around. There's literally, the there's literally a, circus. Liter- a circus. Oh my god! Literally, there's <laughs> yeah. a circus that's going on. The big um, apple circus. But uh, you know, if you you know, some people have a hard time finding babysitters, so they got to bring their kids. We have painted treasures going to be there, and and you know, cookies and all sorts of activities. Are we going to have the yoga people there by any chance? You know, I think they always come. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. You know, come on by and hang it's out fun. for a little bit. It's um, fun. We do have to move on. Okay. Uh, we got to get some spots in at time, but uh, we also got to do this. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter E as in extraterrestrial. All right, that is the third letter in a five-letter word. And on Friday, we'll give away an Omni air-powered hockey table. From Royal Billiard and Recreation. Royal Billiard and Recreation has everything that you need this Father's Day. Darts, air hockey, foosball, skee ball, and golden tee golf. Or uh, you can go big on that hot tub that he's always wanted. I have a hot tub. Royal Billiards, it's an inflatable <laughs> one. But still, they got better ones at Royal Billiard and Recreation. Your ultimate game room store. Visit royalbilliards.com. What's coming up on your uh, show today, Pierre? Uh, thank you. We have uh, tickets for Dead & Company next Thursday. And uh, we also have Hooters tickets. I announced the Hooters shows uh, coming to the Keswick Theater uh, in November, the first weekend. They'll go on sale Friday at noon. I've got tickets for the Hooters. Uh, work for blocks will include Offspring and David Bowie. An anniversary of a legendary Bowie song was yesterday. I'll get to it today. And a workforce block of Boston, uh, their legendary singer, uh, would be celebrating his birthday today, Brad Delp. So some cool music. Awesome. Well, I will be listening, as I do every single day, Pierre. Thank you. Uh, today, the Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking. We all use Winter Airport Parking. It's the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also brought to you by Planet Fitness. Get the Planet, Fit- Planet Fitness black card and you can bring a workout buddy with you every single visit. And brought to you by Chorus Photography. The official photographers of the Preston and Steve Show. Tomorrow morning on the Preston Steve Show. Preston Steve will be back. Their triumphant return. Uh, we will also uh, unveil something for Steve Morrison that is now sitting here in our studio. So make sure you're listening early to find out exactly what that is and, and to actually get the live reveal. And then we will also have Todd Glass in studio. And I just found out we're going to have Mindy Kaling on from the Mindy Project. And she's going to be on the phone a little bit later on. So, new movie. Late new night. movie. Late night coming up. But uh, she's going to give us a call around 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. That is all for today. Ray, John, have a great day. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Just sitting here eating my breakfast, waiting on my boss. Next message. Steve, happy birthday, my friend. Thank you for so many, so many belly laughs over the years. Thank you so much, man. I hope you have the greatest birthday. You deserve it. Next message. Sway Gloria. Blues, baby.
The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. I'm Dina Marie, the host of the Twisted Philly podcast. If you enjoy history or ghost stories, true crime tales, legends, or even travel, Twisted Philly has all of it. I'll bring you some of my favorite stories about Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. There's a lot more to us than the Liberty Bell, and some of it is pretty twisted. You can find Twisted Philly at bpodstudios.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.